Blog Talk Radio. And I just turned here with that old man. This is what I am, what I am. Understand, I don't give a damn. This is who I am, who I am. Man, I don't give a damn. This is what I am, what I am. And I just don't give a damn. Take me as I am, as I am. And my G still pumping. Hold on the coaching. That my doja kosher game over, soldier. I'm coolin'. Be on the sofa. Niggas is posers and I'm the sculptor. Don't mean it. You don't give a fuck the bullshit. Ah, we'll do it live. Of course, unless you're not listening live. This is the Pro Wrestling Torch East Coast cast. It is Wednesday, August 7th, 2019. I am your host, Travis Bryant. And joining me, my co-host, my pal, my G. Cameron Hawkins. Cam, what's going on? Not too much, man. How's it going? Things are things are things are good. Just uh got in from running some errands. Not 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 a tight, you know, close call, but you know, a little little sweaty, a little uh, a little hot. <laughs> but but I'm here and I'm ready to ready to get down and talk some wrestling and talk some talk some events and all kinds of stuff that's going on. So before we get to all the conversation, let me go ahead and give out all the contact information, all the ways you guys can reach out and get in touch with us. Uh, if you want to have your voice heard on this here show, there are two ways to go about that. <clears throat> First way, call us. Hit us up on the Constellation lines. Get in line and we'll get to your call. Hit us up at 347-202-0103. Once again, that's 347 202 0103. The other way to have your voice heard on this show is to drop us a voicemail. If you got something to say, but you can't, uh, you can't call us live, but you definitely want to have your voice heard. An email just won't do it. Drop us a voicemail. You got three unadulterated minutes to ask questions, uh, pose uh, queries and comments, uh, rant if you please. Hit the voicemail line up at 415. 415- 787-5229. Once again, that's 415-787-5229 for the voicemail line. Uh, the mailbag is always open, constantly being refreshed. Hit us up on the email tip at eastcoastaudioshow at gmail.com. Eastcoastaudioshow at gmail.com. <clears throat> uh, um, put it, indicate whether you're a you want your email read in the VIP or non-VIP section of the show? Please let us know. East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. Find the show on Twitter at East Coast Cast, twitter.com slash East Coast Cast. Find my personal Twitter at Travlord, and you can find Cam at Seahawk, at C-E-E Hawk. Plenty of conversation going on over there. I want to make sure I get something I, I, I forgot to bring up last week when the when my poll ended, um, who's, the, who's the best physical comedian of the last uh, generation or two? Um, so remind me, someone, please, talk about that. Kind of live it, <laughs> people. Uh, so, yeah, find us on Twitter, at East Coast Cast, at Travlord, at Seahawk, and the last bastion of Get Adage. Find us on Facebook. Facebook fan page can be found at facebook.com slash PWTorch East Coast Cast. Check out 
check us out there, like the page, share the page on your timeline, tag your wrestling buddies uh, in that post, spread the word. Y'all know how it works. Uh, oh. Yeah, that was it. Okay, so Cam, where are we going to start? Uh, headline. Yeah, I think you know. What's the, the jumping off point? Thing. Yeah, uh, jumping off point. You know, passing a, a Harley race. I think it was a good spot to jump <clears> off. Um, you know, Harley race. What signed with WWE in nineteen or retired from active competition in nineteen ninety. So he's definitely you know before our time. Um, but thanks to technology, thanks to archives, I think we're both familiar with him as as a man and, and of course, the company we work for, um, always thinking so highly of him and talking about him, even in life. Um, you know, we know how respected he was. We know what kind of guy he was. We know what kind of matches he had, um, the relationships he had. So, um, you know, great, long career, um, lots of memorable moments. And, uh, yeah, it looks like a lot of people that, that we would now consider legends um, spoke with so highly of him and um, even people who are near retirement, you know, consider him, you know, as, as a mentor. So, you know, our RIP to the guy, man. Um, great career, um, great life, and uh, yeah. For sure. Uh, I, I I do remember. I have <clears throat> real live memories. Uh, he got to the WWF in 86. Um, I had, at that point, you know, whatever, I was six or seven when he got there, so I'd been watching since I was about four. I, I remember, I rem, okay, the, the thing of being, the, my childhood memory of Harley Race isn't a, a moment of a match or finish. It's how I, I was certain, I mean, probably up until I was a teenager, that, that Sid Vicious was Harley Race's son because their hair was just too, too, they got that same hair, you know, and, uh, that was always uh, that was <laughs> always tie those two together, even you know thirty years later because uh, <laughs> because of their hair hair grade and do. But yeah, Harley. Um, the one thing you hear about him, the most enduring attribute that you hear about Harley Race is that he was a tough guy. And, you know, we live in we live in a different time now, but. Toughness is still, no matter what they try to, you know, sell you in their uh, gender studies class. <laughs> That's terrible. Um, it's still, it is a, it's a, it's something to be proud of. I mean, I, I don't ever remember hearing stories about Harley being a bully. You know, like using his toughness that way. Maybe he did, but you know, that wasn't a, a thing that he was known for. I don't think so. But just uh, being a tough ass-kicking guy, you had a match with him. Just it's kind of only sound like the damn uh, the, the 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 thing they ran, the video package. Like everybody knew, like if you were in there, I even I, I cringed a little bit because it's like, oh, you're going to be in a real fight. It's like, okay, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm watching the show here. But no, that's that's the enduring attribute I think Harley races is. is going to be known for besides being a decent human being, but just a tough son of a bitch that you don't want to fuck with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You you did not want smoke with Harley Race. Um, no. Yeah. And, and and salute him for that. Um, for sure. 
Yeah. As we, um, uh, yeah, now transitioning into TV stuff. What's the, what is the, uh, I mean, SummerSlam's coming. Who killed Roman? Or who's, who killed Roman? Who's trying to kill Roman? Or not even who anymore. It seems like that's been somewhat revealed and just yet to be resolved. But, yeah, what's, uh, what's your number one thing? Um, I mean, just SummerSlam as as a whole. I think, um, you know, top of the card, um, Lesnar Rollins rematch, uh, Kingston Orton title match, Lynch Natalia title match. I think that is a very good top of the card. I think that, um, you know, TV wise, or, or even even with that, you know, you have a, a Ricochet AJ Styles match that. Um, you know, I expect a lot out of. <laughs> um, I think Bailey Ember Moon's gonna be good. Um, you know, and then I, I kind of think it's cool that outside of uh, outside of SummerSlam, like this Roman uh, Rowan Daniel Bryan thing is set to go probably to Survivor Series or something like that, like a genuine SmackDown. Man. Like, I think that, uh, that's cool to have did you, a TV feud running apart from just having to fill a spot at a pay-per-view. Um, the, there was a oh, yeah. local ad I think for that, December that's saying Roman versus Dana Bryan for SmackDown. That comes back. They, they, they one side correspondent or the guy that called in from the arena just calling in last night to, to Wade's show said the local advertisement says, or – when they're advertising SmackDown in December, Brian versus Brian versus Reigns. I'm like, good Lord, it's August, and they're about to start that. So, uh, Survivor Series, you said that's yes, that's a good bet. Team Brian versus Team Roman, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, that could be cool, absolutely. Because I mean, I, I feel like you already have Daniel Bryan, Rowan, Buddy Murphy. <laughs> you know. A chance for Buddy Murphy to get in there and do some stuff. Well, we have to because they didn't do the thing that I was waiting for with with the end of SmackDown, where Brian turns to Rowan like, "What have you done?" When it's revealed that Rowan was uh, he, when when Buddy Murphy said he saw Rowan, um, so Brian's in on it and like. I don't think that's I, – I, come on. We got to – we're trying to run – why would Brian try to uh, – can you explain this Why to Tim beyond, like, the no. – the, the, oh, oh, okay. I mean, you know, Brian's whole thing was, like, I have a statement to make and I have to do something different, and I, I, I trust him not to be involved in silliness. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's an explanation. I feel like it's a, it's a long-term story. That's it. I'll, 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 um, yeah, I'll hold out any kind of major judgment besides just kind of confusion. That's just probably what they want in the story. Like, you don't know, and that's just kind of natural. But... Yeah, I don't, I don't see it, I mean, Rowan like being murder. Is like, <laughs> I don't see Eric Rowan being any kind of big deal. Like, you yeah. put that on him, you get that 
that's worse than Rikishi being the uh, being the you know at least Rikishi was a star, was a star. It just was a bad decision to you know turn him heel and he was probably the second most over babyface in the whole company. And, and I think that, like the yeah the explanation of of why he did it um, I think made sense. I, I don't yeah. think that they and again this is Rikishi like. I feel like that's something I would have appreciated way more at 30 than I did at 20 or whatever, but I got it. Uh-huh. I understand sure. where it was coming from. For, no doubt, but it was the follow-up to, you know, I'm a bad man, Rikishi. That was yeah. not good. It, not at all. Not at all. They they definitely dropped the ball. But, again, like that's, that's why I'm saying with Daniel Bryan, like, I feel like if, if he has input on this or if it's something he agreed to, that it's going to make sense, genuinely. Fair. I, I tend to, I tend to uh, uh, err in that direction myself. Uh-huh. But, but you never know. Like, no, damn it, Brian, we're doing it. He just goes fine. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> um. So, yeah, someone's trying to kill Roman, or I guess not someone. Rowan and, and Brian are trying to kill Roman. We'll have to fill out, uh, figure out why in the coming weeks. I don't think there's going to be any definitive answer at SummerSlam. Is Brian on the card? Brian's not on the card at SummerSlam. Is he? Well, I'm, a, I'm going to assume he's not because I don't think he is. So, Brian's not on the card, so there's no – Interview, there's no, you know, unless he's just there hanging out for whatever, for no reason. There, there's no reason to interview him. It's just going to, it should be some speculation, but you're not going to get any kind of definitive answers to a Raw and maybe SmackDown. So, we'll see going forward. Now, you mentioned the, uh, the other title matches or the title matches at the top of SummerSlam. Which of the four, the two the two men and the two women's titles uh, championship matches uh, are you looking forward to the most? Or, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, think, I think it has to be Natalia Becky because it's, um, really? it seems to be more deep-rooted. Like, I, I like Natalia the last few weeks and how she's approaching the submission Shit, match. Nice. She seems to have a real edge about her. Um, and in fairness, like, it's been – a while since Becky's had a feud with somebody. And I'm not saying Becky's the very best wrestler ever, but since she's had a feud with somebody, she, she doesn't have to direct in the ring. It's been a while. Yes. You know, she spent months trying to get uh, get Lacey Evans in step, you know? Um, so she's not, I don't, can't imagine she's not leading anybody through anything. Yeah, she's not Italian. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so, like, it, it'll be, I think that's going to be really good. Um, I, I do think that Ember Moon, uh, Bailey's going to be good, but, like, again, I think I think Bailey's good. I think that Ember Moon is in a different space athletically, and in a, in a space versus space match, I don't know how well that's going to play. Um, I think one well, thing about Bailey is, she needs – she's in her at her best when she's very clearly the babyface against somebody trying to, to get over on her. I think that's where she's best. 
So, like the traditional style of the match, the, um, you know, Becky's been fighting for this, Natalia's been doing whatever she's been doing, but Natalia being focused on shutting her up. Like, I, I'm, I'm excited to see that. I am. Hmm. I, <clears throat> I think this is the chance. I think they're playing with the idea of, uh, of a different Bailey character, uh, a, a, a more aggressive, uh, not heel or anything, but I think they, I think they've been dropping dropping some hints in the last few weeks and months that she's uh, that she's evolving, I guess, as a as a character, and that's I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Probably the most of of the, of the characters of all uh, eight of the characters that the fourth uh, title matches. But the match I'm looking forward to the most is Orton, Orton, Orton uh, Kofi. That I think should main event the show. I don't think it will, but I think it should because it's the best story going of the two top titles. Um, yeah. I thought that he really... You ever seen a promo where you know exactly what somebody's going to say and that's the good part of it? Oh, oh, oh for sure. Like, I, I think that Kofi... And even Randy, because I think that they are, they're never going to make it purely about wins and losses um, because they don't want to be in the wins and losses business. But I think how Randy's approaching this, how Kofi's approached it, them having video packages and interviews as opposed to it being face-to-face having to explain this, I think they've been very professional and very delicate and very dedicated to how they presented this story. I, I think it's the one of the most organic feuds they've had in a long time. Um, and I, I'm really looking forward to, to how they end this because it. this is something that I said, and it doesn't make me smart for saying it. It was just very clear. Like, this is the chance to get Kofi Kingston his, the signature win of his career. And it's weird to say that against damn near 15-year vet Randy Orton who hasn't been – who's hovered around the main event for the last five years and hasn't necessarily been the main event. You mean damn near 20 year event. Yeah, yeah. But seriously, like, this is the signature win for the guy, and they have a chance to do that. Or conversely, have him lose this and then eventually find it. Like, this is very intriguing wrestling stuff. Yeah, and because I – and because – because, you know, they could, you know, take that title off of Kofi and, and and decide they want to tell that story, even though I think the story is he keeps he keeps winning until there's a, 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 a yeah, until there's a heel worth, you know, beating him. Or things just fall, fall off the damn, you know, table so far ratings-wise or interest-wise. But I think he's got something good going with with Kofi. That long that longevity, that consistency that you need consistency. Like nobody's going to find out. Like I don't a ton of people didn't find out. Like Kofi Kingston's the champion and just started tuning in. Like that's not the kind. That's not how he was positioned. That's not. He doesn't have that kind of cachet with with casual fans for sure. But 
nine months in, and you're like, this is special, <laughs> right? Um, mm-hmm. I think then it starts to pay off. And yeah. if you six months in, cut it short to tell a different story, I, I just, I think that's to the detriment of, uh, of yeah, I, I, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go. I just, Kobe keeps winning. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm really, you know, and, and those guys, like, apparently, like, yeah, yeah getting along just fine and being actual friends, like, there are very few things more fun to see than a motivated Randy Orton. He's just always been natural and crisp and, you know, deadly. You hate to hit all the all the cliches, but, like, some of the stuff that those two would be able to do would be really good. Um, on the main event stage, you know, like, uh, yeah, that that should be, I think that's going to be really intense in, in a way that most WWE matches aren't. Before we take a call, uh, what's your feelings on the women's tag title changing and how it changed and who it changed to? I think that, you know, the, the rumor going around has been that where Alexa and Nikki started off as one thing. Vince McMahon was just very high on their chemistry. Um, and, you know, the Iconics, who, who, you know, I know I'm a big fan of their personalities. Um, the, there was the idea that Becky and Sasha, or I'm sorry, Bailey and Sasha lost the titles because you know, there was like a, a newfound interest in the Iconics, and that died. And, you know, I hopefully these two having the titles mean that the titles are on display more, that they're defended more. Um, because I, I don't think Vince McMahon's going to lose interest in Alexa Bliss because he, that's somebody he's been high on for years. Um, I think it's a chance for her to, you know, uh, get some of those miles back on that body. Um, her having to carry a little bit less of the weight. Um, so yeah, I think it's fine. Um, I hate that it was a four-way match, but I understand that Alexa and Nikki are not outright faces, and so them facing the Iconics isn't uh, like a direct one v one. So I get why you have Kabuki Warriors in there. Um, and, and gosh, like here's here's how well they treated that division. Who was the other team, Travis? Uh, the Iconics, Nikki and, and Bliss, the Kabuki Warriors, and Sonya and Mandy. There you go, Sonya and Mandy. Who who knows what they're doing? Um, but, yeah, I think it was fine. I think you have to get to that. Um, and, Travis, really quick, while we're on it, somebody asked me. Um, they wanted me to give them a hot take on Sonya Deville. I didn't have a hot take. I was just like, Imagine having, like, this super cool MMA fighter gimmick. Like, you're the, the grounded pound tough woman in this division, and then they find Ronda Rousey. And then <laughs> Shayna Baszler proves to be, like, this super complete entertainer. Yeah. Like, you're kind of dead in the water, man. Like, it's, it's unfortunate. But, like, 
you you literally have the same gimmick as one of like maybe the top grossing act over the last year year and a half, and what people like me think um, is definitely the best act on the women's side, maybe the best act in the company, depending on who you ask. So yeah, it, it's rough, man. <clears throat> yeah, I I think that was probably for the best because they did they uh, Basler and Rousey just do the act better. Um, I think if... It's not if, an act. That, that's, that's kind of the thing. I mean, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Like, you're right. Like, she might very right. well be like a trained martial artist. I don't know. I think like she hasn't had a bad match. Like I, I think she's good. It's just she's they brought good. in the very best person at it of the, and of then what the person we didn't know was the, also the best at it. Like... And the one that one uh, Baszler was on the same roster as her, uh, and then she went up, and then there was Rousey. God damn, <laughs> I can't get away from. I can't be like you in this. But it forced her to kind of not just be that. Yeah, like no more. She does. I don't know. She. I think she throws hands when she's on the ramp. When she's on her she down the. A little bit. I think she has, she still has her robe and her hood, you know, the hood on it. And, but but it's I, uh, hanging out with Mandy and being tag, tagging with her just makes her less of just that 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 person. MMA MMA Sonya. Yeah. So um, I just I, I just wish they would have found a more credible way for them to win. I don't. I, I I just don't like Alexa Bliss. Just isn't. Uh, didn't she get the pin? Uh, at least she, she pinned Kyrie Sane, but still, they're just such a better team and better wrestlers than her. Like, yeah. Well, so when it came down to them, I was like, they're gonna have, they're gonna have, they're gonna have the Kubuki Warriors lose, and I'm gonna be pissed. And that's exactly what happened. But you're but you're right. It is. If you want those tag, if you want those women tag women's tag titles to be to matter and to be featured, it's probably a better idea to put them on Bliss and and and, and Nikki Cross because Nikki Alexa Bliss is certainly going to get get attention to those belts. So, so personally, it's like uh, it's a bummer because the team I like and the team I think has is better and. Lost, but for the sake of those. Yeah, and I really think like that's a the Kabuki Warriors and the Iconics, or the Kabuki Warriors and uh, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. I think they can have a feud outside of the titles, um, because of the relationship with Paige, um, because of. Like the juxtaposition of the good wrestling and and yeah, I, I still think that can work, but I understand. Like, yeah, it would have been nice to see the best wrestlers <laughs> get the. Even though I think Nikki Cross is really good, but it would have been oh, nice yeah. to see the best wrestlers get the titles. Yeah, it's just that thing that you know is still it's like a holdover from the last two years with Oscar. Like, what the hell? Like, what are they doing? Like, why are they? Why are they constantly? marginalizing her and, you know, but... Why is she the odd man out is a great question because all she's done is put on good matches. 
You know, like they've been too incredible, incredible, and and all those things. As yeah, wonder um, if yeah, just if she was more of a complete act, like if she could cut promos in English that were uh, uh, compelling and, and things. I think she'd she'd be she'd be more uh, paid attention to. All right. All right. Three four seven two zero two zero one zero three. That is the number to call in to the show. Let's uh, let's open things. Let's, uh, talk with Kylan up in um, in Newark. Kylan, what's going on, man? What up? To kick things off this week, Travis, I actually have. Breaking news. Oh, all right. Well, is it the the live thing that's happening now? Well, whatever. I'll let you. Go ahead with you. According to NWA President Billy Corgan, the NWA will soon begin producing its own standalone TV taping in Atlanta, Georgia, starting September 30th and October the 1st. Hmm. Okay. Uh, is Nick uh, Aldis still the champ over there? He sure is. All right. That could be interesting. I mean, <laughs> I question the timing, but, you know, okay. I just posted a tweet of Billy Corgan with a cap on and captioned uh, it, get it? Um, I don't. Oh, Okay. It's way better if I don't explain it. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think um, and we'll see. All right. That's really, all I got. Yeah. I mean, this is like try number three with 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 this. So we'll see. Okay, I'm sad. What else you got, Kyla? Have either of you seen the, I would assume, leaked list of current WWE salaries? <laughs> what if he said, did you see the 50 top rabbits game in Right? No, I haven't seen the latest um, iteration of that. Um, Who's getting money, Kyle? Well, Brock Lesnar is obviously the new top guy with a reported $500,000 regular downside. Plus, he gets a hundred. 
a hundred thousand per, I guess, Raw or SmackDown appearance. Plus, plus a, a million per Saudi Arabia show. And this is anything to me, boy. What about, about pay per view? I'm at that, every Raw. Was that a part of the hundred grand? I I I believe that's part of the So T V in the States or you know, regular T V, Raw SmackDown pay per view, hundred grand per appearance. So let's uh so okay, so million bucks per Saudi show. Is he doing the all three Saudi shows a year? He's on those shows. Mm-hmm. So, so that's far three minutes. Had... So far so yeah. far he has been so if there are three Saudi shows a year, or are there four? I don't even know. Because I don't fucking watch them. Well, let's say it's three. That, that I know for sure. Or there has been three in a year. Um, so three million, three, you know, 3.5 because of the guarantee. And in any given year, he's probably going to show up on what? Ten episodes of Raw? Fifteen? And then, you know, I another mean, you be, another could you, five, I would have three to five pay-per-views. So that's a, like Me and Mojo easy. Rowley going at it on main event. <laughs> uh, that's like me and Lindsay Dorado getting in it on 205 Live. Well, I'm paid. Workhorse, baby. Uh, yeah, that's anywhere near accurate. Yeah, that's five million a year. Easy. And that's without even, again, that's just showing up on 10 rolls a year, 15 rolls of SmackDown mm-hmm. a year. Not even 25 or 30, let alone 50, 52. His, his, his current contract is due to expire in May, in May I, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Braun Strowman is making $1.5 million for... And, oh, and, and, and where is this from? Like, how incredible is, is this? Like, that's... that's uh, where's the original shit coming from? Uh, a place called... The dirty sheets dot um okay. so. which which I'm assuming they probably got this from someone at at uh Forbes or some financial place. Hmm. Okay, so just yeah, who's uh just run down uh, like the Top five or so. Who's yeah, after Braun Strowman? Who else? Who we got? The 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 Usos are are making an alleged seven hundred and fifty thousand. As an actor, lawyers are expensive for five yeah. years. 
Yeah, I don't see how everybody's not going in and signing a new contract. Like, all right, well, it's half a million a year is the Mike Kanellis standard. Uh, I'm three times, <laughs> I'm worth three times more than Mike fucking Kanellis. Or I'm worth five times of whatever it is. So I think that's where we should be starting. Goddamn <laughs> See, that's why you don't talk about people's money and what, what you know. Uh, AJ is, I believe, um, um, what a million or what one point five for three. That's significantly for, different. For uh. Three, three, for three or five years, and uh, Gallo, Gallo, Gallows and Anderson have the seven fifty for five years. Hmm, that I heard um, a couple of months ago, or whenever they resigned, and I think I went on the mic and that was. I'm sorry. That's the standard. That's the that's the ground level. And then your then Brian is one one point five for three years with a hundred a hundred and forty dates on his contract as opposed to the standard 180 that everybody normally signs to. Mm. Okay. All right, now, yeah, I mean, people getting paid. Some people, not so much as you think, but... This is anywhere close to accurate, and these these things rarely get confirmed. You know, you hear these every two or three years. These kind of things come out, and it's never really ever. No one ever says, "Yep." The Usos don't go on social media. Yep, that's exactly seven hundred fifty cents. Yep, and so kind of take it with a grain of salt. But it sounds. It sounds legit, but also someone could have put that together knowing what would sound legit. So you don't know. Anyway. Are we getting uh, Roman the Usos and Samoa Joe against Brian, Rowan, and the Revival at Survivor Series? Let's, uh, I'm good, I'm good with that. <laughs> Uh, you didn't have Buddy Murphy in there, so I'm also good with that. Yeah, I think he might have just been kind of fodder. Yeah. So, all right, Kylan. Anything else? If not, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you go. In, in regards to AEW, mm-hmm. with. With the announcement that their first 
TV taping for their yet to be officially named show has sold out in Washington, D.C. How many consecutive television tapings do you think AEW will be able to sell out? And I'm asking this because they announced that their next two television tapings are in Boston and your old arena, Travis, the Leah Chorus Center in Philly on October 16th. Yikes. That's cool. Um, I mean, they're going to have some momentum for a while. So I, I'm not going to sit here. Oh, 26. <laughs> you know, they'll get through the year. They, they should get through the year before... Really, they should get through an entire year with people. You know, if you go back to a place and you don't sell out, like, yeah, maybe you're concerned on the second trip. You know, through six months, but uh, they'll have they'll have some decent momentum for for a few months. So I, I'm going to say through January. So whatever, whatever, uh, you know, they get on Monday in October to start. Like October second or something, so if they get four or five tapings in, in in October. However, that works out. That works out. That way. Whatever. That just I just I don't know if specific. So through the year, through the end of through twenty nineteen, probably beyond. Because if they're running the Leah Core Center, I, I I graduated in that that building. That's where Temple basketball uh, plays. It's probably like a an eight thousand seat. 10,000 seat arena, maybe, maybe for wrestling. So you're not going, they're not trying to go, they're not going to, to the Wells Fargo or, but they're also not running, when you want to say my old, your old stomping grounds, I was going to say the damn ECW arena. Okay, that's a bit of a step down. But yeah, Leah Core Center, that's, that's, that's cool. That's a good, that's a good building. So, all right, good talking to you, Kylie. We'll talk to you next time. You sure will. It sounded like a threat. <laughs> you, got to, you got damn right you're going to talk to me. <laughs> um, Jabron from Vegas chimes in with an email. What up, fellas? I have two questions for y'all this week. Who the fuck asked for a Ziggler versus Goldberg match? <laughs> well, damn. This is not needed in any way. Let me guess. Since Goldberg had a bad match with Taker, they're letting him get a redo match with Ziggler. Uh, there's there's no way this match can go longer than 10 minutes, can it? Who asked for this, Cam? Did you ask for Goldberg? I, I think that... I feel like I've been very, um, I'm not going to say forgiving. I feel like I've been light in my criticisms today. And I don't think that Goldberg is a bad guy. Like, genuinely, I don't think that. Um, Mm -hmm. I also don't think that, I think a lot of people, when they have, 
a certain amount of income. They've been afforded a certain amount of privilege. They don't feel like they have to weigh the options of what they do. Like, if you look at when Nicki Minaj was going to perform in Saudi Arabia, like, a bunch of fans hit her telling her why it was the wrong thing to do. I don't think Goldberg has the same fan, you know? Um, not the same demographic, not the same beliefs. I'm not saying he doesn't know right from wrong, but I think that, again, you can get to a point where it takes a certain amount of influence for you to do what's right or what's wrong. So I feel like Goldberg feels like it's a chance for him to – because, I mean, he heard what happened afterward, not just about his match, but about how people felt about him being there. So I think Mm -hmm. it's a goodwill thing, Um, a chance for him to give back – you know, more or less. And so, what's he giving back? Nobody wants to see. Yeah, him I mean, like just like I felt like Undertaker is doing matches. Well, of course, of course. But just like I felt like Undertaker is doing, you know, did that match with Roman Reigns as a as a as an unofficial I'm sorry to American fans. Um, I think it's the same thing with Goldberg. And so, the way they got there is so heavy-handed and forced, and nothing says heavy-handed and forced like Dolph Ziggler, but, yeah, I don't know, it's a thing. Notice how we didn't even talk about that in our opening about the matches on that show, because we don't care. But yeah, it it literally has no bearing on either man's career. At all. And it's a match that I mean Ziggler's he's had his Goldberg's name in his mouth for a few weeks now, but it just seems out of nowhere. Because I didn't think there was a chance. Like when he, I just thought Ziggler was just saying it because he was just being a dick, you know. And go and they, I thought it was WWE, you know, doing WWE shit, you know, because they're dicks. They go out there and talk shit about Goldberg's match. <laughs> You know, uh, you know we'll have plausible deniability in English thing. but and, you know at least it led to a match. A match I don't care about seeing, you know, <laughs> anything. But and and you know Goldberg's going to win. Goldberg's going to win quickly. Like Jabron said, ain't no way this thing can go ten minutes. Ain't no way. Ziggler should literally be able to run circles around him. Out wrestle him. He ain't. He can't. He can't match him in the power department. But he's not some ninety nine pound weakling. Um, yeah, I just think speed and technique, and the fact that he wrestles every day. It's just. It's just again. It's just the credibility thing. Like I
Remember how Regal treated him in that match on Nitro? <laughs> ah, so disrespectful. Regal didn't give him shit. He was like, if you want shit, take shit. Like, if you can do, if you can take, grab a hold and do something, then you got it. Otherwise, I'm going <laughs> to outmaneuver the fuck out of you. Uh, it was. Um, Jabra's next question. Do y'all believe this will be the very last match between Brock and Seth? I've had enough already of the Brock-Seth matches. Uh, thanks, I'll be listening. Yeah, no, this is another reason why... This is the main reason why... No, the main reason is because it's a better story. But certainly 1A or, you know, second reason is because I'm, I don't care to see another Seth-Brock match. And that's why... It, it shouldn't main event SummerSlam, but it will. If we, if we know that that will, but it it, it should. Shit, they they opened the show with Brock and Seth, like they did, you know, they did sort of at the uh, WrestleMania. I got, I got I got the history of it and was like, yeah. So uh, what did I miss? Like you know, this opening match thing, jobber thing? No, fucking. <laughs> so we'll see. I, I don't. WWE is not like they they they've been known to. But I bet Brock had a flight to catch it at WrestleMania. He was like, I ain't staying here all these goddamn seven hours for this show. <laughs> I'm gonna go home, get this shit over with, and they're like, okay, okay. All right. So thanks, Brian, for the email. Appreciate you as always. It's um oh Craig doesn't have his hand up. Craig, if you want to get on, uh, please press one on your keypad. In the meantime, um go ahead and Cam give a plug to all the great things that you are doing right now and a part of. So tired. Um <laughs> Oh my God, save me. Uh, so this week was, let's see, Monday we had the South Congress podcast, um, which, uh, what did we even talk about? Had, had a friend of mine on Instagram, had like a purge of the top 30 meme accounts, and she happened to be one of them. So we talked some Instagram business, some um monetization conversations. It was it was really good stuff. Um current event stuff. Um and then today we did a new episode of the Goose Down talking about uh be careful what you wish for. Um just one of the most sinister stories I've ever read in any medium. It was ridiculous. And then tomorrow, uh episode two of I just want to tell stories. Um appreciate all the love, all the likes and retweets uh for the episode last week. Um, so episode two is going to be with Alejandro of the Yo Soy podcast. Um, really interesting conversation. A big chunk of it about him um, growing up like queer in Texas with the conservative family and how things changed in his family after the uh, the shootings in the Orlando nightclub. So it was a really cool story. Um, yeah. Now we're... Uh, a, a five, well, I guess a four-day-a-week, but five-episode platform with 
Monday I do the SK podcast. Wednesday, uh, the Goose Down. Wednesday evening, we do ECC. Thursdays, we drop I Just Want to Tell Stories. And Friday, we drop the video treatment for I Just Want to Tell Stories. So, uh, yeah, if you're listening to this show, as you should be, don't forget to subscribe to the South Congress feed on every podcast platform, and then Cameron Hawkins on YouTube for the visual treatment. I've been a busy man all summer, and everything's finally coming to fruition. Uh, great feeling. And, and it looks, it all looks and sounds. Uh, well, I haven't listened to like the Goose Down or anything. I don't know nothing about that, but I can, knowing your work and hearing the, seeing the, uh, just want to tell story. It just all looks good. It sounds good. It's put together. Um, it's, uh, yeah, good job. Thank you, sir. Thank oh, you, sir. Thank you, man. The edit you made with the uh, powered by SK or powered by South Congress, uh, like that was good. I like that. Yeah, it's um, you know, we get we get more technology and then we figure out how to use it. Like I'm um, to to get super inside travel. I'm pretty sure I'll be at uh, at Halcyon for a good portion of the night tonight, finishing up the audio and the video for Thursday and Friday. But the game is the game. All right. Let's uh, back to the phone lines three four seven two zero two zero one zero three. Press one if you'd like to get on. I assume in press one, but I can't imagine he didn't. He, he, he wants to get on. I, I'm assuming this is Boris in Chicago. Boris, is that you? Hey, what's going on? Not too much, right? Going on. Yeah, have a belated birthday to me because I did miss you guys. I think it was right after y'all show. No, a couple of days after the show. My birthday was July 19th. So, I've been picking yourself up a month later. <laughs> He's like, hey, happy well, birthday hey, to me. Yeah, we, happy birthday, Boris. Hey, I, I, <laughs> most of the time we do, we do interact in July. But, you know, due to the fact that I've been a little extra busy. Um, I got um, the PlayStation 4 and um, Bloodstain. I did the Kickstarter for Bloodstain, the successor to Castlevania Symphony of Night. So I've been How doing that in New Japan. Huh? How did, how did it play out? Playing. It came out well? It's, yeah, I'm, I'm playing it now, and I got half, like 50% of the map done, okay. and it's huge. And like <laughs> I said, they did a Kickstarter a, a while back, like three years ago on Facebook. Mm-hmm to try to get Konami to do it, and they said no, and I guess Iga just decided to help us out and do it, and it's now, you know, it's actually here. Only on, only thing with me, I um, actually did a, the backing for the Mac, but Mac, Linux, and I think one of the Nintendo games, they couldn't do it for us, so they put me on Steam, but I couldn't even use Steam because it was a PC version, so I ended up getting a PlayStation for my birthday, and then I just bought the, bought another game. Well, another version of it, you know. But I've been on this man. It's like addiction. I mean, got you stuck. Huh? Between that, yeah, me between me and New Japan, I just I've really been deep into this, and it's really good. I, you know, I, I'm really impressed how really you know how well it was put together. As far as they was asking us what we wanted, and you know what to do to it, and they did it all. I only got like two glitches, but there's a there's something in the game where you can actually teleport yourself back to the beginning 
And so when I got stuck in the water, I just teleported myself out. And that's something most games don't allow you to do. So it's it's really good. And okay, the way hey, boy, shut up real quick. Game, um, <laughs> I, um, big nerd, uh, one of my uh, most pleasant surprises in, in all of 2019 has been Black Tights, New Japan, John Moxley. I am just enamored oh. with that iteration of the character. Oh. As somebody who watches New Japan, um, just because, again, like I, I, I know about that ecosystem, but he makes me pay extra attention to it. Can you just kind of talk for a minute about your feelings on Dean Ambrose, New Japan, John Moxley, and what we've gotten from AEW, John Moxley, and just, just, just say things for us. I'll, I'll go like this. Since I, you know, started with New Japan, and AEW came on the scene, and the other product, how it's been doing, I actually shifted fully to New Japan. I kind of like AEW, but there's some things that I really I'm not into, and mm. you know those are a lot of young guys over there too, and you know I had to jump ship from WCW and go to W because that was the only thing here. So at this point now I got more choices between the product AEW and New Japan, and I'm I shifted toward New Japan more even with AEW here, but I knew John Moxley from Ring of Honor. So I was happy that he left and actually went to New Japan first because at least I'll get to see him wrestle my character. So when he does transfer to AEW, I don't know what he's going to be like because this is this is John Moxley in New Japan, but I don't know what the variation of him will be in AEW. So I'm kind of mixed on that because he is, he has more freedom in New Japan, which he gets to, to do things that, I was unexpected. Like one of the young young boys, he gets to drag him around and take him with him, which is that's something I've never seen before in wrestling. The way that he's that presented since I've been watching New Japan and the way he speaks, you know, you can feel that you can feel that it's coming from the heart. He's he's happy with with what he's doing, and so to just see these matchups, I don't know how he's gonna win with him having to have to go to AEW. I, I want him to win the whole G1. The way he's presented, they, it gives you the feel that he's going to win it because he said it. And most times, you know, we've been programmed, if someone said something in the other product, that means they're going to win. But I have to actually get all that out of my head and just go with the freedom of what I'm seeing and how it's presented. And all that in, that indoctrination have been... Enough. Wait, yes, and all these matches have been outstanding. The match with Ishii, oh man, I, I, I mean, it's just it's just jaw dropping not to know who's gonna win. Even if you feel that the momentum is with John Moxley, you still when he wrestles these matches, you know what I'm saying? He's getting he's they 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 really getting it in, and so I'm really happy with what's presented in New Japan with him, and I wish he could stay. I really do. Because the mix and matches, the tag teams, the six mans, and the way they just uh, Naito, I'm on a night of Naito, and John Moxley was in a tag match, and 
I mean, just them, just them standing in the ring and nice tubby. Take it easy. You know, slow down. You know, he's giving those um, gestures of just calm down, calm down. You know, he's slowing them. You know, he just it's just the interaction with these guys. It's a whole different experience. And I hope that people that are not into New Japan, take a look at it for John, just the part of John Moxley being there and changing the dynamic of all the wrestlers there because either they're giving him respect or he's earning respect. And one more thing, because I, you know, I'm long-winded with this. I never got to see most, most of all Japan when they used to always tell the stories about wrestlers going over there and, and actually being successful and actually getting over on that crowd. So I only got to see few, a few wrestlers presented that way back in the day. And most of the time we had to watch, you know, either watch little clips or reading the magazine that such and such went over to New Japan and wrestled, you know, one of those guys over there. I mean, all Japan. And then come back here and get the total opposite treatment. Like A-Train was successful in, in, in the Japan product and came back over here and was treated like a sec, uh, what what they call it, what they call it over there, jobbers or uh, second tier wrestler. But he didn't get the same respect as he did in the Japan product. And now I get to see how people work their way through the new Japan product, which is I've seen um, Switchblade, as he's called. I seen him when he was nobody to now he's one of the top stars. So that's a very good experience just to watch these guys come up. And you can see out of all the uh, young guy, young boys, you can see who's got different uh, characteristics before they even get a character because they're going to stand out. And I'm watching other people come up the same way, and I'm looking forward to their, their expansion once they get, you know, either they leave and come back or they stay here and become a character. And I'm just seeing everybody, all the young people that I saw, the two and three years, you know, growing to their characters. And then we have, whereas in, we lost a lot of stars, and that really made me disappointed because losing, losing them characters, pretty much we lost their themes, their music, and then we had a dynamic change where the Bullet Club was going through something because they, they lost characters, they lost, you know, members. So we just saw a whole whiff of different things. And now I think with John Marshall coming in, we got, we got some stability for now, and then I'm looking forward to Wrestle Kingdom this year because it should be awesome. And I just, you know, it's just it's it's really tough to try to keep up with the morning schedule, but I've been doing pretty good. And like I said, I haven't I haven't watched Monday and I don't know how long. I haven't watched Tuesday and I don't know long. And so it's just I I don't even think about it anymore. I just listen to you guys talk about it and see what's going on. It's like, I'm not even impressed. They're still doing the same thing. And it's like, with all the, hey, but we be all lying, the competition. Though, so you might want to, you know. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Wade doesn't, hey, wait, wait, wait. Wade doesn't lie. I mean, Wade still, Wade still be on top of it. True. And like, when that <laughs> other guy came back, that just really turned me off because, you know, the memes go out and Booker T standing right behind us, that, that look he gave but that guy coming back, I was like, yeah. Yeah, and let's, you know, and really quick, you know, while you say that, like, they're they're all the way back in. Like, he's he's in the, the new game commercial. He's in the new game. Um, you know, he's, he's did Stone Cold show. He's, he's all the way in the fold. And I think we all kind of knew 
or, or feared but expected that it was a matter of time on that. So, you know. Um, and, um, yeah. he, oh, he, oh, really he, quick. And, Boris, I, I know I gave he, you uh, the soapbox to stand on. So I certainly um, am not telling you to stop. But really quick, um, some notes on WWE 2K20 I, I think we should talk about. Um, mm-hmm. The commercial. Uh, a lot of big names. You had Hogan in there. You had Austin in there. You have Reigns in there. Uh, and you have Velveteen in there, which I think speaks really highly of him. Um, you know, to be, like, still an NXT guy, but to be in, like, the video game commercial, which makes me think 2K probably asked for him specifically, um, which I think is a good sign. But, uh, you know, Becky Lynch literally crashing through the glass ceiling. Um Wow. You know, toasting a drink with Roman, and they're uh, they're sharing the cover, which I think we also kind of understand why that's the case. Um, they're sharing the cover. She's a cover athlete, and then the uh, the story mode is actually uh, Roman's uh, career, like they've done Daniel Bryan, like they've done Austin. Uh, mm-hmm. So this year it's following Roman's greatest matches, which I you know. Mm-hmm. Roman's one of the guys I do not pick in the game because even though I think sometimes Wade's criticism of him having a video game moveset is the opposite of of what I think a video game moveset is, the opposite that I'm thinking of is is exactly why I don't choose him. Like, yeah, he's just not super fun to play (laughs) as. He's like that. Triple H has been like that um, to an extent. Austin's like that. Like, they just don't do a lot of stuff. Or when they do a lot of stuff, it's unnatural because that's not things that they do in matches. Uh, but So it's going to be his uh, greatest matches. Uh, and the last note on that, uh, the Ukes deal is up, Travis. So the company that's been developing this game for, you know, the last decade. Wait, two decades? No. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're out. So I don't know if it's just going over to 2K or if they're bringing in somebody new. or But, yeah. That's where we are. Man, was it? Uh, so when it, it we it used to be, it used to be them. Who who was the engine that they did before they were on two K? Wasn't EA? Um, that's the uh, you know the, the AKI engine, the Aki engine, the engine. Um, so that's so maybe they bring them I, back. Maybe they cut a deal. Maybe because that's when I left. That's when I start. I, it got too. It was just weird. And I was like, yeah, I don't like it too much. Mm-hmm. So after like, if I'm uh, them, I'm asking first, for all the money. Because I think I have the two K's. Like when I stopped uh, fucking with it, crazy. But um, yeah, that that's that's interesting. What engine is um Mortal Kombat 11 is on? What engine is that? Cause that what is it called? Is it an original engine? Um, I don't know. Because it would be interesting if they started to go that route of these super high quality fighting games. Because um, that's a that, those fun game to watch, man. It runs on Unreal. And um, but I think they've been you, on Unreal for a while. But just, you know, the way that they use it. Um... Yeah, it's Unreal Engine 3. Um, it's like a custom Unreal Engine 3. Uh, did you um, did y'all check out the story mode for Mortal Kombat 11? Yes. I, no, I, 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 I heard, heard about it. That um, is 
that 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 is I I we we actually was two of us. We we played through the whole story mode and um talking about a story. If they're gonna make a movie, I really hope they come close to what they did in the game because they allowed the younger ver- the younger versions of everybody to parallel with each other and only certain characters to die. I forgot which way it goes. How you die if you if you marry yourself, but it's certain ways that only you can die in that game when you because they got you know the younger versions of themselves and they actually interact with each other. Do you remember how the way you're supposed to die if you are both in the same timeline? Do you remember that part? Because that no, was really and good. Boris, you want a 15-hour movie. Um, because <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a thing where I think we've learned from the MCU where these stories have to be fleshed out over multiple movies from multiple standpoints. But, um, you know, I really liked uh, 10 stories um, just because it was more straightforward. I, I liked 11 too, but I think 11 was so ambitious but they got to do that because they had decades and decades and decades of story. I think with a movie, they got to start back with the basics, and and now they see that yeah. you put the right people in charge, you focus on it, that can that can actually work. Wow. Well, at least I get um, when they merge all the clips into one on YouTube, I'll watch it that way too. <laughs> Absolutely. No, that, I, that I was, there. That was, you know, I took my little six-hour break. I did. Yeah. I didn't even think about it, but it was it was long, but it was excellent. It was really deep. I mean, I, I'll just say it. Um, Radiance, Radiance issues, period, was just jaw dropping. He had to come to the realization that he really hurt a lot of people on both sides, and I was like, wow, this is deeper than a movie, and it's just a game. It's just if you that just show you if you really put into it, this is what you get out of it. And I mean, with you know the, the guys at Mortal Kombat are really entertaining. New Japan is really entertaining right now. Marvel's on top, and then you still have the opposite of if you don't put in, you have DC, and you have that other product, which I'm not gonna say their name because I just I'm just really tired with them. But if you don't put in, which DC and Marvel is a prime example, if you don't put in, you know what I'm saying? DC didn't put in the way it should. They they still stuck in that old mold, that old foundation. You know what I'm saying? And Marvel just changed the game. And now we have AEW trying to change the game. We've got New Japan trying to change the game. And that other product still stuck in that old mode. You know what I'm saying? So it's ways to entertain us in 2019 and in, in spectacular ways, which is Mortal Kombat just, just it, that was so ambitious and it worked. You know what I'm saying? I sat there and didn't care about how much time we spent in front of the TV. And one more thing, Boris. So, um, I feel like you should acknowledge how terrible Ronda Rousey was as a voice actress. Whew. I mean, it's, it's a few of them like that. It's a like that. Somebody who, like, is, is a fan of the aura of Ronda Rousey, who thought that she was unfairly overexposed and asked to do things outside of her wheelhouse way too soon. Like, everybody's not Kurt Angle. No matter of fact, nobody's heard no. um, that. That unique, uh, you know, credible athlete who is brimming with 
personality that comes out when he talks to you. Like, not... He's a unicorn. Um, but, yeah. that And, Travis, I don't know how much of it you heard. It's the worst voice acting I've ever heard. Ever. And there's some Period. good ones out here. That's what makes it... That's what makes it tougher on people that, you know, just just come into it. You know, the ones that work that hard, you know what I'm saying? And we already have... But you know they're good ones. Like, you're, you're Nathan iconic. North and you're... Uh, is it Jessica Chastain? Not Jessica Chastain, but... Uh, I forget her name, but but yeah, there are like these great voice actors, and a bad one, like not a average one, but a bad one just just stands out so much being surrounded by that type of talent. <laughs> oh, well, I, and you, and you try you try not to you know waste your time on you know that's where I'm at now with the you know just at one point you know it was always. I was always just, man, ripping into John Cena, ripping into this guy. I'm at the what? point now, that's too much time wasted. That was too much time wasted. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I, now that there's like, more like growth, and better in the chain. Say what? I like this growth. Right. I mean, if when <laughs> we have more things to take up our time, you know what I'm saying? Good things, uh-huh. then the, the, negative, the negatives get pushed to the side. You know what I'm saying? When you was when it was just that product and everything else was just coming up, and most of most of the time people was talking about that product. That's all it was. You know what I'm saying? Because you couldn't help but harp on it. Now that you know that other guy, he's pretty much he's going to the movie thing too. So you know the John Cena, he's going to he's got the movie bug, so he's leaving. You know they left with the, the five five move guy. You know the five move guy. So, I mean, it's the same cycle. You know, talk about the guy that's leaving to Hollywood, and then you go to Hollywood. You feel me? I'm like, but can you stay there? Hey, Forrest, we, we just talked growth. about growth. Oh, sorry. We just talked about growth. I got the feeling well, bubbling up. I had to just, I had to, I had to throw it in there. You know why? I feel a rant coming on. But I feel I had, like, oh, but you know, I had to, you know, I had to throw it in there. Coming. No, 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 no. No, I just had to throw that in there. No. Because right. me and Sonya was talking about that, and I was like, I told him that, yeah, he coming over too. You know, because we was talking about a few movies, mm-hmm. and that he's going to, you know, we was talking about the, Shaw, the Hobbs and Shaw movie, you know, and, you know, what the what what the Rock did to, to, you know, pretty much try to take over the whole thing. And so we got in discussion about that, and I said, well, um, the um, Fast and Furious, well, they're going to bring the other guy over. So maybe it'll be even. <laughs> so we had a huge discussion about that. Yes, sir. No, no, no. I was, I, I was just going to wrap this particular part up. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, no, no, no. It was. We ain't, we ain't talked to you in a minute. I, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you guys. I, I'm always listening. You know that. If I don't even put yeah, my no, finger up, my one up, I'm always listening. You know what I'm saying? I just uh, sometimes you know not to come to me because if I'm listening, I might be doing some other things, which which makes it entertaining. When you do come to me, at least this time it was quiet. Yeah, no, we didn't catch you off guard. You did catch me off guard. (laughs) 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 But I appreciate all you guys. I still listen to all the shows, and I'm always here. We just silent. Good stuff, man. Talk to you later. All right. Take care, man. So real quick, Cam. Did you hear Lil? Did you see Lil Dirk's top fifty 
greatest rappers of all time? I, I specifically said, like, I don't care about your top 50, but if Nav is in your top 50, like, I'm worried about what you do in a tense situation. Nav is 50 on this fucking list. First off, yeah. it's, there's some that are way more egregious than, I don't know, that might be the most egregious. There's so many people on this uh, list that I have never fucking heard of. Y-N-W, yeah. Melly, Roddy Rich, N-L-E, Choppa, Quando, Rondo, what, Black Roddy, Rich, Roddy Rich got some songs, though. Like, Roddy, Roddy Rich is actually nice. <laughs> in fact, Y-N-W, Melly is nice. Um, he's a murderer, but he's nice. Um, but, yeah. Nav is not making my top Nav wouldn't make my top 50 non-black people who rap. (laughs) That Juice World Future album is one of the worst fucking things Future's ever been involved in. Like, why did you even... What you mean? Why? (laughs) But this list is so garbage. City Girls? How do you got the City Girls in like the top 15? Like Megan Thee Stallion, like I mean, that's just not egregious, but like a top fifty, and she got a mixtape. If, if you started up. rapping in the last three years, and somebody has you on a top fifty all-time list, like where were you in nineteen ninety-five? I was in tenth grade, so you were what, like sixth grade? Do you do you were you involved enough to remember the hubbub that when Shaq got on the fifty greatest? Uh, NBA players of all time after being in the league two yeah. three years. Oh my God, people yeah. flip their shit. It played. I mean, and, it, and, and it, funny it, enough, it, like they were right, but yeah, it all winded out. It played out that way, but it's like yeah. if you don't, it's like it's like these NBA debates though. Like when you have top point guard listed, don't have Oscar Robertson. You should have to qualify that, okay, I my list starts with Magic Johnson because I'm familiar <laughs> with the game after Magic Johnson. Like, you have to say that. Um, okay. Like, like, I think you have to have a certain knowledge of history to make any type of credible list once you get to a certain number of people. And if you're going to do 50, and if you're going to do 50 and nobody on your list is 50 – you might need to reevaluate your list. So that, that, that reminds me of this poll that I ran two weeks ago because I got stuck in a bit of a, in a, bit of a, a YouTube hole watching um, Best of Jerome clips. Mm-hmm. And I started asking myself, like, who's a better physical comedian than Martin? Martin Long. I still don't know what you mean by physical comedian, but... Um, Okay, well, and then the only person that came to mind was Jim Carrey, and like that still you don't understand what that means, like when you in I, context. I feel like when you say physical comedian, mm-hmm. I, I take that to mean like kinetic demonstrative comedian. Well, yes, I mean a motherfucker who uses his 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 body. And is out of breath during their act or scenes or, you know, like yeah, Jim Carrey had like, that elastic face that he could just, you know, and he was always falling to the ground and doing shit. 
like but I think that with that, comedy when you're using your body. Yeah, with that being the, the qualifier, like somebody mm-hmm. can say Adam Sandler who's not a comedian and have like a say in the conversation. Yeah, nobody said him. I left it open for other. And some people yeah, did. Somebody, um, said, somebody said Roland Atkinson, Mr. Bean. You know, yeah, who would be way up there on mine, or, or a bunch of those yeah. Monty Python, Monty Python guys. Um, uh, good suggestions. I Chris mean, Farley, I two. I'd probably say, I'd probably say Jim Carrey out of those two because I was able, I was allowed to watch those movies as a kid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but no, I'd say, I'd say Eddie Murphy above both of them. Like, as a physical comedian. Yeah. I think that I don't think of him as like a you, you know now it's like as if you said who had who could play you know like uh like the clumps and that kind of thing and different characters oh for sure Eddie's in the top even Martin still because he he did made his name doing that same stuff but yeah I just don't want I don't think of Eddie Murphy as a but again it gets into you yeah you should probably define very uh a lot. Mm-hmm. Very clearly, what exactly a what's a physical comedian then? Um, but yeah, I was surprised when so many people and uh, said Jim Carrey. Um, not that they said Jim Carrey. I was surprised when people said Martin Lawrence, as if like he had no business being on. You know, I had no, I don't have a problem with people saying Jim Carrey's better, or I like, or in your case, I I saw him more. So, I, but to just discount Martin, like Martin, what? Yeah, well, well, to me, like that's that's Martin's stand-up, and what do you mean? that's Jim Carrey's movies. So, well, I think Jim Carrey's well, movies. Seasons of Martin, where he like would. You know, did I mean I just said that I did watch the, the best of Jerome footage. I was what I mean the, yeah. the sensei. I mean <laughs> uh, Kung Fu Jones or whatever his name was. I forget his name. Uh, all of them characters were doing the mom, Mama Payne. Damn. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, just, and I mean I think a lot of people just don't didn't want, especially people that were responding to this thread were not watching Martin in 1993, in 94, 95. They just weren't. That just wasn't there. They weren't influenced by by Martin. And I just think, at least where I came from, where I'm from, maybe it's different. It was different in, in down here or in Maryland, where, but it's probably not as much. But I think Martin Lawrence has the the most influential funny person on black people our age. Hmm. Especially the boys. Especially if you were a 13 year old boy in 1993 and you didn't have three different Martin characters down, like, you know, in your repertoire with the voice and the button and the physical stuff, you, you know, you were Carmbo. You didn't, you know, <laughs> it was Martin. And then later, you know, certainly other people, but like Cadence and, and yeah, I just was surprised that so many people blew, blew, uh, blew him off. I was just like, wow, am I in my own, in my own bubble? Did, did my community back home in Philly just were we just special and remember Martin? So I just wanted to, wanted to bring that up and just get your specific opinion. And I guess Rich because he is on the line too. Let's uh, bring Rich on. 
Rich Fan joining us from vacation. Not much. I'm currently walking by uh, Pluto and uh, a number of people singing Don't Stop Believing, so bear with me on the noise. <laughs> Did you have any input in the in the physical comedian? Physical uh, comedians? Poem? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I put it as a toss when I when I when I read your description when you put it up because I think you also put this up on Facebook or maybe the Twitter puts it up on Facebook yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I took it as like nowadays there aren't too many physical comedians and out of the group you picked like Martin, yeah Jim Carrey yeah uh, I mean the only other person I thought of was someone who mentioned in the comments uh, Mr. Bean. Where's Gallagher? Yeah. Gallagher, I thought I saw him more like a physical, like stand-up comedian instead of just comedy. You know what I mean? Like, to me, the difference is I'm gonna lock myself in this. Well, again, I, maybe my definition. I don't remember. I watched a ton of Gallagher growing up, and I guess swinging that ass or that that mallet is pretty physical. Um, but you know, having props and stuff, I don't necessarily consider. Uh, you know, even in a stand-up, I don't. Uh, yeah. Again, it's some, it's a it's why it probably can be too widely defined, and people just have a different well, spin on. See, that's what. why I agreed with you with Martin because with Martin, I remember watching his show, and you know one of the biggest things my family always enjoyed was when it was uh, the security guard, and he'd get jacked up by. His like number one lieutenant would be like, "Hey man, my lights are about to go off," and they'd be like, "Get ready, take you down, boy," yeah. and all that. that. Like to this day, my dad will like repeat those skits line for line. Um, I, I don't know about you know like Tyler Perry. I guess that was one people threw out too. Who? Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry. I haven't seen enough Tyler. I don't watch the Medea movies, but I, but he's always like I, when the clips I see, he's, he's, she's always like smacking somebody with purse or running from a police dog or something. So <laughs> yeah, I guess you could probably put him in there. Yeah, and then Carrie, obviously. I mean, everything from Eleven Kelly's movie career. I mean, so really early female in, physical comedians other than. Jim Carrey from 88 yeah. to 90, or 88 to 95, 96, he was all literally all over the place, hitting the floor, doing concart wheels, and his stand-up was just, it was just frenetic. Uh, but then, you know, you, you get a certain... Yeah, it's thing. like wrestling. You get to a certain age, and your bump card gets... I know what I'm fine. you want to be treated yeah, more man, seriously. That don't work for me, brother. <laughs> Yeah, that don't work for me, brother. Like even um, to, to to your point with that, like I thought about Megan McCarthy as a modern woman that does it. Yeah, somebody um, bought Kevin her James uh, for uh, a hot make, minute. Uh, not Megan McCarthy. Uh, but yes, Melissa uh, McCarthy. McCarthy. I'm sorry, I should have known that name. My God. <laughs> um, I also thought about when they put the article out this weekend about how. Vin Diesel and The Rock and all these adjacent states and has all these rules and people are like, well, back in my day, Jackie Chan fell on his neck 80 times and he was the toughest guy in the room. It's like, well, Jackie Chan also 
like grew up in an environment where it was basically a circus and he was taught that was okay. I love Jackie Chan, but that's like saying Mick Foley's cool for doing the dives that Steve Austin wouldn't after his neck stopped working. At some point, you got to let the name carry you more than like you doing a stunt. And I see the same thing with humor. Like you only have so many bumps and eventually that's going to catch up to you. And with and with those folks, it's less bumps and more your publicists and folks and agent telling you it's time to get serious. Uh, people are not, you, can't, you know, you can't make, you know, million dollar movies with, with ha ha. You know, so they they probably give them the Jill Cornette speech. Like, what's his, What's he fucking say? He says funny, funny don't equal money. Some shit. Yeah. Some corny shit like that. <laughs> so it's probably a combination of. You know, going shit. Forty damn three years old. I can't be doing backflips. <laughs> you know, and also your people around you going, nah, you're star baby. You gotta here. Here's this dramatic role. You know, here's this less uh, less physical or less like over the top role. Even though if that's what you're known for, even if that's what you're best at, so you gotta grow. Right. And I, I get that. I mean, Martin didn't make blue. You know, he made you know Blue Streak, but he also did Bad Boys, where he was less, mm-hmm. a little toned, more toned, less, a little toned down from the, uh, from the ha-ha slapstick stuff. Same thing with so. Jim Carrey. He did, you know, he did all his stuff, and then does Man in the Moon, does a couple mm-hmm. of other, uh-oh, I'm True in the way. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yep, yep. Exactly. Have a good night, okay. y'all. So tell us about Take how's care. your vacation going. Tell us, real quick. Wait, what was that? How's your house vacation? Oh, awesome, awesome. I feel bad because I went to a quiet spot, and it's the spot where all the characters, like after they did that concert I was telling you about, go. So they're all like, they got to keep their game face on because the idiot that is me is the only thing keeping them from like being able to get some water and breathe. But other than that, I mean, the vacation's been awesome. I think Disney, and, you know, since folks, where this is like our VIP, like double shot. I was going to say Disney, and the same thing I said two years ago. Disney gets what pro wrestling, WWE-related, doesn't as far as like, giving people what they want, selling them what they want, and they will give you copious amounts of money. Like, the amount of nice things I've seen people do just to be a part of their job, not something they're doing to be on camera or something like, you know, there was a person in a wheelchair who had an issue with a ride, and they figured out a way to get the person on the ride, and it wasn't something they're, like, looking for a thumbs up for. That's just what they do. Sure. They're not going to let you leave and say it was fun, but. Hmm. Like, Trey, last night we had dinner at this uh, Polynesian restaurant, and they could give you, like, this family-sized portion, and you share it. And so they made these noodles that are kind of like lo mein, and Trey really liked them, but he didn't like vegetables in them. So he just said, excuse me, sir, could I get these without vegetables? And the dude was like, let me find out. And he came back. He kept he gave him, like, three adult pans of the, the lo mein, basically, with no veggies. And so Trey put down a smooth 4,000 calories and was in a coma and left some. And it's a buffet. It's like all you can care to eat. And so, like, oh, you know, the rule number one. That's, that's a lot. MD7. <laughs> no, I was, I was keeping track because he had four adult sizes of pasta. He had uh, five cereals, uh, 20 uh, chicken nuggets with barbecue sauce. Like, homeboy is like a 67-year-old obese man, and he's like, 
Like, I'm putting in today 22,000 miles, including running three miles. That means with his little legs, he's probably put in close to, like, 45, 50,000. But, yeah, it's been great. It's been great. I mean, my mom came up for Monday and Tuesday, so she got to see him and just love on him and take some pictures with him and just have that whole, like, this is my baby experience, which to me is is big because they don't live close to home. So whenever we can see her, it's great. My dad couldn't come up because he had to work. And he's the type, too, with pride as far as, like, if he can't afford to pay for stuff, he's just not going to show up, even though I said, like, I got you. But, you know, that's a conversation for a different show, I guess. Um, um, but no. And I get it. But, but for me, with my family, it's always been if someone has, you you have for everybody. And so Melissa's mom paid for this whole thing. You know, Wade covered me for all of the stuff for All Out. So I have extra money that I had budgeted for All Out. And I'm like, okay, I got 700 extra bucks. Like, if you need to come, if you need a ticket, okay. If you need dinner, okay. If you need whatever, I just want you guys to see what I'm going to send your mama. Don't yeah. worry about me. <laughs> see? Yeah, and that's basically oh, what he did. So I was like, all right, I get it. Yeah. And, you know, my brothers are cool, but they're the same boat. Um, but, no, the trip's been good. Uh, Disney's great. We've been bouncing park to park to park. I didn't park. even know you were headed to Disney. I just one day I was flipping through Instagram two days ago. I'm like, oh, look at Rich and Disney. Yeah, so we tried to do it like this is my second time going. So uh-huh. we're trying to do it like every two, three years. And then next year, instead of going to Disney, we'll spend my birthday week in uh, Tampa with my folks. So they'll get to see me twice in almost a month because I'll be down there for WrestleMania and then yes. back up down again for my birthday. Move. Mm-hmm. So what's uh what's on your mind this week wrestling wise? What's your uh what's got you excited? <laughs> yeah. Well, um I I mean Wade Wade tried to get me on for both review shows and I was like, I can't wait. I, I'm at a Samoan place and then I'm at God knows what, so I'm not even watching raw. I didn't watch anything. The only thing mm-hmm. I saw was on YouTube or Twitter. And I have to say that I was uh, – the only other thing I saw was on Twitter yesterday when I was going to a ride, and that Vince McMahon, like 90 minutes before the show, every wrestling reporter was saying he tore up the script. And I was like, I That's would have a wild. panic attack. I cannot – I cannot – listen, Cam, to give you an idea, that? I thought about it, and the, the, the panic that set – that's probably my story because I planned this trip. Like, you have to plan for Disney. Like, for the meals, they let you do it six months in advance. And then mm-hmm. for the ride, you got to do like three months. Yeah. Because yeah, they pull up. And then, long, boy. Yeah. yeah. Like, Trey, we tried to do it. I tried. I went with uh, I went with one of my dad's methods to, uh, yesterday to kind of show Melissa. Because she's like, well, back when I went, when I was young, we just sat in lines and it was fine. I was like, all right. So we went yesterday, sat in a line for about 45 minutes. There was rain everywhere. And we we're like, okay, let's get out of this line. And we can go to any of the fast passes I have set up, and that will be no line because we're on the express lane. And then we got on the uh, avatar. Go, go ahead. Did you spend 45 minutes just to teach her a lesson? <laughs> yes. And, and it, I mean, it, the point was proven because. Like, if you don't, you know, yeah, like you got to see how it is. Uh, uh, how it right, because be. in her mind, it was like, it's not that long. So we got on the avatar ride a few minutes ago before I called. And that was a mm-hmm. 145-minute wait, and we had the fast pass. Wow. It was a 10-minute wait. Yeah. Oh, 
and people were waiting. And I was and Trey was like singing fast pass as he's skipping past them. And I'm like, Sir, I'm not trying to get shanked in Disney. Right, and so that goes back to what I was saying with wrestling because if I had I had a friend of mine who's uh, lives in Tampa, one of my best friends growing up, and he's like, hey man, what you doing Friday? I was like, well, we have a dinner. He's like, well, where y'all going? Where you? I was like, well, it's at this restaurant at, the, at Disney, so I can't really change, like randomly add eleven people. Because he was bringing his family and his girlfriend. I was like, I, I can't do that. Like, I love you, but, like, and so that's how I feel when I got that tweet about Vince McMahon. Like, you put all this work into something, homeboy, like, nah, it sucks. I got a better idea. Let's rewrite the whole thing. Hour An into the hour show, right now or two. <sighs> and they were still right now or two in the middle of hour one. Like, that, oh, my God. I would have dry heaves. I don't know how these people like. I would. I know uh, HIPAA and all that, but I. I gotta guess a number of those execs on all the anxiety medication. <laughs> well, it's not the execs, like the agents and and the yeah. and the individual wrestlers with big segments and shit. No wonder Char- uh, 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 Charlotte doesn't sound like a goddamn robot. She just got her script, you know. Yeah. Right. Right. And then on top of that, like the Roman Reigns thing, I heard part of the Roman Reigns thing, and I was like, okay, this is kind of dumb. But then I was like, okay, this might be kind of awesome. And then I saw the other thing. I was like, okay, it's back to being dumb. But then on the other side, I got Shinsuke Nakamura using thank you next to be a whole piece of crap to Ali. And I'm I'm like, Shinsuke needs this. I need this. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to plan on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Are you still coming back? Saturday night, okay. so I'm I'm I, and then I have a staff dinner Sunday, so I might miss the beginning or the first two hours of that eight hour expe- spectacular. So, you know, I'll live. <laughs> see, I'm shooting home, so I don't even know if I'm gonna see uh, if I'm gonna see Takeover live. Um, oh my God, there's like, a Takeover. Yeah. Good card, good card, but Cole Gargano main event. Uh, North American titles, triple threat, uh, what, uh, Velveteen, Pete Dunne, Strong, tag titles, SP, yeah, and Steve Lera, like, deciding contract is, it, uh, is, it, is it Baszler and Yim or Baszler and Shirai again? Yim. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be, like, that's a very good card. Like, and then, uh, who is, uh, are we getting Riddle Dane? Yeah, I think so. Okay, that's my fifth match. Okay. I think so because Riddle's ready. Ready, ready. Riddle wants the uh, the takeover, and he also wants all the smoke. Yeah. 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 Um. I mean, number one. Yeah. Yeah. What's up? No, no. I was going to say, what did Lance Storm specifically say? Because he's the only one that I only saw the one. I only saw Riddle's response. I didn't see I think, what originally Lance Storm uh, said. I well, he was, he was on with – um, Take Jericho's advice. Um, yes. Let's see. Because, I mean, and not even – that that whole thing was dumb. Um, let's see. Like, well, part of it was he said the tweet, and then he was on uh, Alvarez. He does Alvarez's show. 
and he just mentioned same thing, like, hey, Chris has been around for 30 years. It's not like he's saying these things and hasn't been in the same shoes you have, especially thinking about Goldberg. But you, there's a different way you can go about it. Kind of like when maybe when uh, a good example, when Cam and I disagreed on how Seth was coming across with the tweets, it's not that either person's wrong. It's just a different perspective on it. Mm-hmm. And Riddle is the person where, as Shahid said, like, okay, you can be wrong with me, but I will literally tap you out. Like, there's, if you want to have real smoke, there can be real smoke. Mm-hmm. But he's also, like, so chill with it. Like, yeah, no, I'll beat you. Up. He's like, dog, like, I'll really beat you up. Like, that, that's scary. <laughs> like, dog, yeah. I, I'll really. And I typically, I'll I typically. When he got the book, he was just like, hey, I, didn't, I, yeah, I don't want to beat with you. He's like, yeah, I like you, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, he was talking greasy about everybody else. He got the book. He was like, no, nah, man, I like you. Just, you know, yeah. Meanwhile, you got like, you know, Jericho is like putting the video up because Jericho can work. And then Jericho also is crazy enough to go up to anybody. He's like, I don't care if I get beat up. I'm yeah, he's the crazy okay, drunk uncle at the party. Mm-hmm. And that's what got him to where he is. Like, you don't be 5'10". You know, like he still doesn't talk to Wade or, you know, do those interviews because he thinks he can't stand the fact Wade's always uh, said he's kind of overrated and then always would mention his lifts and his shoes. Yeah. Oh, shit. Because right. <laughs> like, remember that, remember, it was like five years ago. I remember I just rejoined VIP, and Wade had been talking about the fact that Jericho kept slipping on the lion salt, and he hadn't done that in years. And it was probably because of the pigeon toed nature of his lifts he added. And I yeah. was like, oh, my. Wade just, <laughs> just came for that man. Like, oh, and then Jericho would never yeah, mention like, Wade like, by Loki, name. Like, but, exposed, like, a thing. Right. Like, I mean, it is true, but. It's one of those things where, like, I don't know, even if it's true you weren't thinking about it, and now that it's in people's right. heads, like, it probably didn't affect anything, but I understand Jericho feeling a way about it. Right. I mean, he wasn't the, he was the type there because it was like Instagram or his his early version of talking Jericho. He would talk. He wouldn't say like he's like the third sheets are talking about me, and you could look at me, look at my boots. I don't walk pigeon toe. Like it was like one of those like, I'm I'm not owned. I am not owned. You can't own me. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, bless his heart. But yeah, so that's that's what I've been interested in, especially because he went smoke, like literal smoke for Matt Riddle worldwide. And he's like, I wish anybody would test me. And like Cam said, I'm going to be very calm about it when I tell you because I'll beat the F out of you and I'm high. But I will eat a chimichanga. I'm going to eat a chimichanga right now. I'm not beating you up because I'm mad at you. I'm beating you up because I have to teach you a lesson. And then I'm going to watch Golden Girls because it's hilarious. Yeah. Smoking these drugs, baby. Oh, my goodness. That's always right. the scariest dude in a fight. It's never going to be the yeller. It's going to be the dude that's just like, we're going to take this outside and settle this. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's why I don't understand when, when I watch, because I, I've been watching that, showing people that deep fake video when they put Sylvester, Stallone, uh, Sylvester Stallone's face on Arnold Schwarzenegger's body mm-hmm. in uh, Terminator 2, so it's that the scene in yeah. the bar. And I just don't understand how <laughs> how they were just so, uh, He's so you know, you know, somebody come in, I need your boots, I'm doing your this face, your, do VIP. Uh, you know, it just was like laughing. Yeah, two more minutes. Man. Melissa, That's all right. yeah, okay, before before I leave, Travis, I'm going to hand off to yeah. Melissa because she's giving me the uh, Iggy, telling me it's time to 
to hit the bricks. So, hold on one second. They're giving me a hard time on this trip. They've been picking on me a lot. I bet. It yes, like they've they've all th- all three of them. <laughs> so, are you having fun? though? I assume you are. We're having a lot of fun. Yeah, oh, okay. we're having we're having fun. But you know, but they 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 tease me. Aw, they tease me um, about wanting to jump in random lines because they're like, we have fast passes. I heard you. I heard you had to be taught a lesson about. Uh, about uh, not waiting in line when you don't have to. I don't know what's wrong yes, with you. Yes, so well, I got a hard, they gave me a hard time about that, and who knows what else. So, so, so yeah, right, but, but, yeah, but, uh, I'm so glad we got to see you guys a couple of weeks ago. That was a lot of fun. I've been telling oh, everybody about the restaurant. Yeah, so I was like, we got to go back. And, you know, everyone was, like, so excited to hear about where we went. My coworker, so there's two of us in the health law practice group at my Pittsburgh office. The other guy is from Austin. Or he, he's not from Austin. He's from Utah, but he's lived in Austin when he first started practicing law. So, like, he's licensed in Texas and PA. So he spent, I think, maybe, like, two or three years in Austin, and then his wife got a job here in Pittsburgh. And so... He like was super excited to hear about all the places that we went. So Sweet. So yeah, but but yeah, so here's Richie. I'll let uh, you go. But it was I'll good to talk to you. Yeah, yeah. All right, talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Yeah, so the boss already gave me the signal. All right. Yeah, wrap it up, B. <laughs> Y'all be good. Hey. All right, Rich. Have fun. Man. And uh yeah. Be safe. All right. Thanks, guys. Talk to you. All right. Okay. And we had Craig on. He had his hand up. I don't know if he wants to get on. Let me, let me, let me, let me. Hey, Craigers. You, you want to talk? Hey, what's up? Oh, okay. 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 Well, <laughs> You took your hand down, so I wasn't sure. So. Here, as we as, as Craig gets started, let me uh let me switch phones here. All right. All right, I'm switching out now. Okay. Wait, is he gonna let me on? I'm looking at the time. Yeah, no, you got to eight. Okay. Bye. So what's up, Craig? How you been? All right. I would just call, I just I didn't really have a whole lot to say this weekend or anything and uh okay. so but when you guys talk about physical comedians and that's why I put my hand down because you guys kind of talked about it already but sure. the criteria I have physical comedian is there's two of them there's stand up and then there's like movies and TV and like TV I think of um like Zach Braff and Scrubs. Sure. He and and a lot of people he was always in they did a lot falling down. Yeah. Right, right. And uh and basically in a in a movie or T V show, it's are they are, can that role be played by someone else? And you, you talk about like Martin and and nothing have you seen nothing to lose? Nothing to yeah. lose? The movie nothing to lose. Yeah. Within uh Danny it's Martin Lawrence. 
Tim Robbins. No. Oh, I'm thinking of something else, but yeah, I, I have seen nothing to lose though. When he's like it's, a criminal it's, or scammer, and then my Tim ten. Robbins gets caught up with him, and yeah. Yeah, it's one of my top ten comedies, probably mm-hmm. top five. But uh, you can't replace him with someone else. And, like, you can't replace Zach Braff and Scrubs with someone else to have it be the same thing. It's like when you hear those, when you hear those, uh, some of these roles that could have gone to this one guy, and you just can't see that guy playing that role. Yeah, as well especially, as after you've had, especially after you've seen X, X actor do it and maybe had been in the sequel, and then it comes out like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, you know, Burt Reynolds was uh, supposed to be, you know, Burt Reynolds basically turned down every classic role of, like, the 70s and 80s. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, well, it's, it's like, really quick, Craig, to, uh, to piggyback your point, you know how much, uh, you know how many budgets are probably messed up after the, uh, who's the kid's name from Superbad? <clears throat> the skinny kid. The McLovin kid? No. <laughs> The main character, uh, whatever you know, he's from that. He's from uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Uh-huh. You know how many studios' budgets were messed up when Social Network came out, and the kid that looks just like him, that was way more famous, blew up. Because those two, oh, yeah. I'm sure, yeah, have stolen a lot of money yeah, from each other. Something. The reason I think about it, I saw um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood last night, and they showed the Zombieland two preview, and I'm like, damn. Like, I wonder how many times they came up for movies from each other and lost out to each other. Because they did the exact same thing. Make the exact faces and hit the exact same notes. Um, and it's well, also my it, thing it's where, like that. Uh, Nicole Kidman, um, if you can't afford Nicole Kidman, you get Naomi Watts. And it's the same movie. <laughs> well, one of, the, one of the, is Craig, to your point, one of, I, I'm not sure if it was Vince Whiteflame on Twitter or somebody else, but he's like, he disqualified Martin like because of the exact thing you're saying. Like, oh, you could put any, you could plug anybody in there and they could do that. And it fucking blew my mind. Like, I sent him the scene. I, I sent him the scene where uh, I sent him two scenes. Like one scene where Martin was hiding, was like jealous. And then Pam was getting her air conditioner in a hotel fixed, and he was Martin was hiding under the bed. He thought stuff was going on in the innuendo. And then the, the puppy scene, the scene when they were in in the on vacation, and Martin, there's a puppy in your room. That ain't no damn puppy. And he's like, yeah, see, anybody could do that. And and then the next scene at the end of the episode, Tanisha Arnold, Pam has a fight with the puppy, and he goes, see. And so, as you see in the next scene, anybody can do that. And I was just like, like blown, like ah, I, just, I, just, I, just, I don't know, and I don't know what to say. You just gotta. So you, you yeah. think anybody can do that? Just what do you think? Yeah, yeah. It was. It wasn't like a, we didn't argue or anything. It was just like, wow, okay. So, but cool. Um, the right, other, so, the other yeah. part was oh, the, yeah, yeah. the stand-up, the stand-up part. But oh, yeah. I, when I think of physical stand-up comedian, I don't think of like prop comics like you guys were talking about earlier. But I yeah. think of can I, can I listen to this guy on CD, or is listening to it on CD during doing a disservice? Like a Brian yeah. Regan, he does a lot of 
like facial stuff, like Jim Carrey and like and uh, yeah. even Eddie Murphy. They would do a lot of like I can listen to Bill Cosby comedy on a CD, and it wouldn't really matter that much, like if it was on a CD or if it was on a movie, you know TV. But uh-huh. it, that's how I de- determine who a physical comedian is as far as stand-up. And, and um, that's, why I said, go uh, that's why I said kinetic instead of physical comedy because I think that, like again, when I when I think of physical comedy, that makes me think of slapstick. Like, or somebody, or, or like, the, to me, physical comedy is Tom and Jerry and the Roadrunner and the Coyote. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's how I interpret that. But I understand that we're talking about visual comedy and things that exist. I'm, I, I, turn off the sound. Yeah. I, I very yeah. much understand Martin against Jim Carrey. The hard thing for me is Martin being a TV show that's six seasons uh-huh. and Bobby's movies not being him playing that. Like uh, like Blue Street. Even though it was Martin, that's, and even though he's like a funny one in Bad Boys, it's not... Uh, I always think of Martin as like broke uh, George Jefferson, and I mean that as a compliment, but it's very situational. And so, like, Jim Carrey, even though he didn't live in color, like, he doesn't have the sitcom to where I would compare those two, I guess. Sure. But, like, I I would say, like, would you say Jim Carrey or Robin Williams would be my closer debate? Yeah. I would go Robin Williams is a good to, to me, that's when I think of kinetic. Right? Like, you kind of have to see Robin Williams perform like if, if, if he's doing his stand-up. Not because mm-hmm. because of his facial expressions and things. But because he has that just kinetic energy that you just you just have to, you just can't take your eyes off him. as He's, just, he's not necessarily doing anything, maybe playing his arms a little, but nothing like over the top, he's not taking bumps. Oh not, no, he he, you know. he would sweat his ass off in some of those yes, shows. I do remember those. Yes, yeah, I remember Comic Relief Five in 1990. We had that. We had it was like the first year we had cable in 1990, and we we had HBO, and we watched Comic Relief Five, and that was my real introduction to Robin Williams as the stand-up because that was the at that point by 1990 they they were all whoopee and Billy Crystal, they were all, you know, mega super international superstar movie stars, and it was like, oh, let's come back together and do what we did in the eighties and seventies and do some stand up. You kind of got to go into that old problematic uh, time period to get the good Robin Williams <laughs> stuff. <laughs> so you gonna get some bullshit. <laughs> I watched Awakenings last, last night, or, or, or Sunday, Monday when I was in San Antonio, and it was. Such a good movie. <laughs> and I kind of want to watch Regarding Henry because it had that same kind of tone and, and, and feel. Yeah, one more thing. Go ahead. Uh, the, just, this would be my last thing and I'll hang up. And um, mm-hmm. I hope you guys have a really good night. Uh, Thanks. The, uh, Brian, nobody's I mean, talking about 
is the, the uh, Sami Zayn and uh, Alistair Black, and I haven't finished listening to the to the um, O show last night. I got like ten minutes left, but the fact that they took that match off of SummerSlam and put it on on the SmackDown, and that they took this what would have probably been a fifteen minute match between Ziggler and Miz is going to be truncated down to, like, a five-minute squash with uh, Goldberg yeah. and, and Ziggler. So what what looked like a daunting task for us Sunday and watching this six-hour <laughs> fucking show is yeah, now no, is, they kind of lose some of that stuff down. And if, I mean, they're probably going to have a couple of Roman segments on there with Daniel Bryan on, on SummerSlam. But it's not going to be matches where it just adds to the to the droning. I I'm t- I don't I don't think they're going to do it on Sunday. I think they're going to have the segments leading up to the next show and whatever, because they they need this pay per view to strengthen their Raw and SmackDown numbers, not the other way around. Right. Yeah, I think they'll hype they'll hype no, like sitting that. down with Roman or sitting down with Brian or Rowan or something on the pay per view but we're not going to get any kind of answers from Brian. And I don't think we should. Pay-per-view is about blowing off these matches, and let's do that and save that stuff for TV. Like, I think it just works out just fine. Cool, Craig. Appreciate you, man. Have a good night. Have a good one. Talk to you. All right. Let's uh, wrap this show up here and go to our last caller and head down to Georgia and talk to Darrell. Darrell, what's going on? What up? What's going on, Trav? What's going on, Cam? Eh, not too much, man. You know. Yep. What's on your yep. Man, what happened to all the East Coast, different, all the different East Coast cast callers, man? I thought the show was going to end around 7.30, uh, 7.45, Trav, East Coast time. Trav, we don't in call no more. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's the. Uh, it's probably that's probably what it is. We're sorry, we're sorry right now. <laughs> yeah, Yo, what did I, I said? Uh, I was like, y'all motherfuckers going to uh, make me end up uh, taking him off the band list. Like shit. Yeah, we do need to. Uh, I have to. No, that's a serious. Uh, that's a legit. Uh, a legit concern. How to get? You know, I understand we're in the middle of the. You know, the middle of the damn day and work dates still for a lot of people. Um, uh, trying to get some damn live callers instead of, uh, you know, I love my four or five folks, but, you know, it's most Yeah, because I like um, you, man. Get AEW tickets? Do we know? Who? What? Did Willis say he got AEW tickets? Yeah, he did. He okay. said uh, he posted on Facebook that he's going to the DC show. Nice. So we'll have uh, hopefully like a, a correspondent to talk to. The oh shit, wait. Well, maybe we'll talk to him like as he's going, and then the next week he'll tell us. Uh, I think it'll be yeah. Everything it'll be on the way in the door. Mhm. Cause God, me man, I'm like, dang, I'm I'm still in the gym. I'm, uh, you know, I listen to y'all while I'm in the gym. Mhm. And I'm like, God, me. They about to end the show before I even leave the gym. It's gonna be a first. <laughs> <laughs> I hit up Rich like, yo, I know you're on vacation. Like so Rich hit me up like, yo, so 10.30 my time, 
And I was like, ah, I didn't want to interrupt your, your vacation because I just assumed, well, we're on vacation, he'll be happy this week. So when he texts me, like, so 1030 my time, you know, once I get everybody settled in, Bob, I was like, fam, we don't have to do VIP. If you come in and give me some damn relief, <laughs> and that's what he called it, and I got him on air for him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, just give us some content for 40 minutes, and, you know, you can, you can, you can you know, spend your, uh, spend your evening with your wife. Speaking of spending evening with significant others, Cam, did you have muscular sex this week? How? Uh-huh. Muscular sex? What is did, you that? Have mus- did you have muscular gym sex this week? Oh, me? What? Yeah, you motherfucker. Oh, 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 oh. No, 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 no. no. I was chilling. Oh, okay. wait a minute. What? <laughs> oh, she, uh, no, that's a uh, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's like a fit young lady, man. That's a, that's a fit young thing. Um, and then she wore like this uh, like a strapless dress. You could just feel all the back muscles. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm all right. Standing there comparing tricep meat, supposed to be watching the damn movie. <laughs> okay, <laughs> muscle, yeah, muscle you know. girl, huh? You met your muscle yeah, we, girl. We out huh? here, you know. Okay yeah. then. Make sure you know, she ain't um she ain't a cucumber lover. Make sure she ain't one of them no. cucumber lovers. Well, now she got a, that we're getting down at the pool party in Atlanta. It's a wholesome, wholesome lady. She got grown kids. Man, yeah. Yeah, Boris, I need you to, or not Boris, what am I talking about? Darrell, I need you to keep an eye on Alexa Sky, man. She out there wilding out to fix that. Yeah, man. Out there putting this, out there putting, with her boyfriend trouble, out there putting um, cucumbers in. <laughs> But the girl who oh. did that too, uh, a couple of girls, so, you know, they um, they them um, they fan only um, porn stars who uh, were doing all that though. Yeah. I bought three of them, so. <laughs> My man. Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah, man. I followed three of them. Like it, like like oh, Ryan man. David said, man. I ain't I ain't your fan. I'm just a pervert. You know what I'm saying? To, I'm just a pervert. To, you know. <laughs> We don't have to lie about this. We can, talk, we can say color it is. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Hey, I ain't paying your fan on the page money because you post it right here. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to see a little skin. I ain't paying no $18 just to see, um, look, uh, 40 minutes, uh, 30 seconds, uh, uh, 40, uh, one minute video. You crazy? Durant, <laughs> you watch like wrestling that. this week? <laughs> Did I watch wrestling? Yeah. Some people are like, oh my god, what? Yeah, cucumbers are having a cucumbers are going on. Hey, boy. And um, uh, I also want to say this: this is not um, and Cam and Travis are not agreeing with me. If y'all listening in. Um, Twitter, fuck you. Two days, baby. Twitter, fuck you. Two more days. So, wait, 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 wait. Uh, oh, because you know, my told y'all last, uh, last week, they had, um, they got me, um, in jail because, right? um, I got that copyright. Yeah, yeah that copyright yeah. strike. Uh, so, you know, I had to file, I had to file a claim, uh, Against whoever gave me the copyright strike, and they haven't responded back yet. They got ten. Day, they had ten days, business days to respond back. 
Wait, so that, so that whole time you're in limbo? Over Friday. Huh? Yeah. So that whole time until they respond. Oh, Jesus Christ. I got, I got, when I got suspended, last time I got suspended off Facebook for three, seven days, three, I don't remember. So it was on some bullshit, and I filed the thing, and they were like, we've reviewed it, and you're correct. You're, um, this was a bullshit claim or whatever, whatever, and we're sorry. <laughs> I still had to serve out the last Facebook, they just won't let you post. What the fuck you mean? You got to be on Facebook, they just won't let you post. Right? You son of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah, oh, no, Facebook, they won't let you post when they block you, right? Twitter, it won't right. even let you. It won't even let me um have a um timeline. I see what oh, other people oh, wow. They got me. <laughs> yeah, Facebook lets you see yeah. everything, but if you like something just on instinct, it'd be like, motherfucker, how many times we got to tell you? <laughs> Forty-eight more hours. <laughs> I got. I told y'all I got. I got uh, suspended at Raw for for saying that the Undertaker was a whore. And they suspended me at Raw the night uh, I was on the show with you and Wade, Trev. And I was like, damn. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm kicking it with shoot. Carl Anderson. I'm trying to shoot the tweets out. And we out here too sweet. Can't do it. Mm. It's just, I'm like, come on, man. This is crazy, man. Twitter. That's why they say, man, Twitter um, behind behind is like fourth in, in, in everything. Behind Instagram, Facebook, and uh, Snapchat. But that's some whack ass shit that they tried me with. They ain't gonna try to act like they gonna sue me. That's my video. It's my workout video. I'm the person on there. I, if it had music on there, they play music in the gym. Like, get out of here, man. That, and it's yeah, and right, it's so right and it's so random. Like everybody's playing music in their shit. Like, like that's like a, yeah, like, a Instagram staple. Just stand, stare into yeah. the fucking camera. While you like look at your eyelashes and shit, while like fucking Young Thug or something plays in the background. That's like every goddamn Instagram chick's fucking uh, uh yeah. shit. So I don't get it. How they gonna fuck with you? She got fifty five thousand followers and a damn Fendi fucking sponsorship. <laughs> like what the fuck? I'm making money. I ain't even you making no money. I ain't making no money off of Twitter. That's what I mean. That's my point. Like trash. Old trash people, but yeah, two days. Fuck you, Twitter. <laughs> when I get back on now, I'm gonna. I'm gonna that you know, cast Twitter gonna be suspended for some mysterious reason. I'm like, what the fuck? And I know we heard your your, your, plat- <laughs> your platform talking shit about us. Right. But yeah, man. Oh yeah, I want to come in. And Trav, when you were talking about Martin and that physical um, comedian, I, I was mm-hmm. trying to think about what you were saying. I don't consider, I really don't consider Martin a physical comedian, but I understand what you were talking about when you broke it down. I don't know. Because How do you look at those comedians? Scenes of Martin and not be I like. those are skits. He, it, it, those are just skits. Characters. Well, not um, skits. Characters. He's doing different characters. Skits. Right. But he is still doing and making you laugh with his body and falling and get thrown around or getting whatever he's doing. Because it's so, I put people like Damian Wayne, because he had um, iconic characters and, that he played all through um, Living Color and stuff like that on Mo Money and, and, and other stuff like that. Um, right. So, you know, and and I put Jamie Foxx because um, Shanae never won the battle over Wonder. I don't, I don't care what school, uh, any place I went, 
Anybody what? ever tried to say Shanae were funnier than Wanda? Well, and I, I always I was, was at his funniest. One note, and they had the time and depth to grow, and like when she had to date with kids, like, yeah, cool. Sorry, all right, you see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to go ham for shit and hey, hey. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna do that. Hey, I just tell you to go look at this. I tell you to go look at this. Hey, Darrell, real quick. Wanda. Uh huh. Okay, is, is, is Tracy Morgan a physical comedian? Because I think his mannerisms are his appeal. I don't but again, that's not necessarily. That's a, a lot of people's appeal. Like, like a lot of people have facials. A lot of people have expression, expression, body expression. But you put it all together with the with the with the athleticism called. <laughs> you know, like Martin was an athletic. That's how I should have put it. <laughs> athletic comedian. Because then I think it's a lot more clear. Like shit, I'm gonna ask you. Y'all remember? Do y'all remember BT Comic Beauty? Y'all remember Arnez J? Yeah, of course. Yeah, he was, yeah, he's another one. God, he's watching, and he would do that back kick and slide halfway across the like. What? I think that alone should get him uh, in the conversation. But um, but yeah, he was certainly uh, could be could be. Uh, he just wasn't fake to the BT circuit. Okay, then we're gonna say that then. When you go to his comedy and his stand-up, he do a lot of physical acts and stuff like that also, too. Especially mm-hmm. early in his career. So, I don't remember a lot of said stand-up outside of the King of Comedy. But I always can see. I guess maybe it's uh, uh, HBO stuff. Yeah. And I always say Martin was funny. The show was great. You know, it has its place in history. But Martin was always the funniest on Dev Comedy Jam. And if you don't, if you bring up Martin's name and you don't bring up Dev Comedy Jam, then I don't think you know. I don't think too many people. If people do that, they don't know history. Uh, they ain't part of the culture. Yeah, no, 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 no. And that's when when the, the people that were just outright blowing him off. Again, if you just don't think he's the best, that's absolutely fine. Or if you define it differently, but the folks that were just blowing them off were like the, clearly the people that weren't in between 1988 and 1998. They were not, you know, they, that just wasn't, they just weren't in, in the culture like we were because that we were just, and it, we had no choice in a lot of ways, <laughs> you know, like shit. Um, so yeah, it's like they don't know, they don't know about, they don't know about those. They don't know about that comedy jam, Martin. They don't know about talking dirty after dark, Martin. You know that we couldn't get it, we couldn't get his shit hard the whole movie till the end. <laughs> oh man, that was yep. yeah. Um, they <laughs> so, just don't know and, so they don't, yeah. So they look at me like, who the hell is this guy? I'm like, well, sorry, pal, he was a cornball. cornball and night. that's why I don't listen to. He met me. And they go to um to go to um what you were talking about earlier to them the uh, rapper list. I don't listen to these new kids and they list because they don't know nothing. They think Blueface is the first person to, uh, to ever rap off 
to ever rap off beat. Um, if, I guess they never heard of Silk the Shocker. I don't see any new place talent and how far that goes. They don't. I, that's the thing. Like we, we had. Imagine if we. I mean, maybe it would be different, but I just would like to think that if we in 1995 had the access and stuff that they kids now have, we would have. Certainly, like okay, people weren't butt running Run DMC and goddamn K Solo, or you know, in in 1995. But there was an appreciation. They certainly knew who the fuck KRS One was. Well, he was still making making songs and hits in '95, but they knew who the people from the '80s were, right? Yep. They didn't. They might not. They might have been like, yeah, that's some old school stuff. But they knew the foundation. They knew whose shoulders they were. They were standing on. Nobody These who came out just in the last don't. five years uh, no, uh, on the freshman list should be in the top 25 when it comes to lyrics. And I like people like Megan Thee Stallion. I got to see mm. her uh, continue to grow and continue to do stuff. But none year. of these other kids. I just discovered her in the last yeah. two months, personally. But it's just like, it's too, that's too much to put on somebody. That's good. So, yeah. Now, I see if you're talking about the Kendricks. The Kendricks, the Big Chris, uh, the the Big Crit, um, Big Sean, um, you know, mm-hmm. guys like that. You, you know, they can they can get up there. You can um, put them. You, know, you can argue the top those I'm not sure if you could say, oh yeah, they're top fifty, but well, Kendrick, yeah, but I, but you could argue it, and it you wouldn't sound silly. I couldn't. I mean, I don't know. It's, I, I'm not involved enough. I, I like such specifics, you know, one thing. I, I certainly am not the fucking nobody that should be. Yeah, I, I just, I ain't the guy. But, damn. I know, I know bullshit when I see it. Yep. And that, and that smells like some big time bullshit right there. Too. I didn't even have a and, problem um, with the original. The original list that got people all like, you know, Riled up, I was like, it seems like a very mainstream 50 greatest rappers list. Even though there were no women on there, like, okay, MC Light wasn't on there. That's except, except Joe Budden was third. Joe Budden yeah. was what? People really liked Joe, Joe Budden. Budden. He was like Joe Budden. He liked Joe Was number Love. three. And I don't like Joe Budden, but Joe Budden was number three. Jay Z, that crap. Jay Z, Nas, and Joe Budden. What? See? That's a biased uh, list anyway. Joe Budden. Because <laughs> Joe Budden now. First of all, you got to put Andre up there if you're going to put Joe Budden up there. He's like, he's like 17. Or, no, no, I think he was, yeah, he's Andre 2000 like 17 on that list. When, you, when people like Jay-Z and Nas, say he, say he up there. So how you going to go against people who you put up high and they say, that's somebody who they listen to and and and, and compete but I still think that stuff was like less, that. That was less egregious than uh, obviously little therapy. But the, I didn't have a. T- I was just like I just thought it was very run of the mill. I was like, okay, it didn't take me a ton of ton of chances. I don't know, whatever. Again, I ain't going. I ain't nowhere near the authority. Hmm, that's crazy. Oh yeah, um, y'all was talking about the NXT card. Oh, that Matt Riddle match ain't gonna be on. Uh, if I was on Twitter, I would have voted. Uh, but Sharon, that's not gonna be on uh, Takeover. Uh, 
that's the fifth match. Yeah, and they're going to have that um, NXT breakout match going to be on TakeOver. Um, Matt oh, Riddle got beat over. up again. Oh, on yeah, he just got taken out. So. Kim Grimes and ACH, that's going to be good. I still think Shane Thorne going to um, come in there and probably jump on ACH because they Ooh. just had him beat one of the other people, Shane Thorne. Because he's oh, just wrapped up Mighty, whatever, whatever. Yeah. So they setting up the storyline. He came out there and interrupted. And I still think that. So, but I like I, that card is going to be amazing. Uh, look like they're going to be setting up for um, NXT TakeOver, um, you know, um, War Games. So they doing long storytelling. Um, I heard y'all was talking with Rich, and they were talking about um, Vince um, crashing the um, the SmackDown um, <laughs> the script. <laughs> the script, and they're like, "Come on, man!" I guess he's doing that more because what they say he haven't been doing that on Raw since um, I guess Paul Heyman done took over the reins a little bit more and more week by week. So I guess he has to get his thrills out of doing that on SmackDown. Um, I had a question for you guys because I heard y'all say this. Um, yeah. Are you tired of the Seth Rollins versus uh, Brock Lesnar because they had too many matches, or you just didn't like a match? Um, I don't know. I'm just tired of the whole thing. Like I, it, it had it had played itself out, and then kind of unnaturally, ah, oh, here comes Brock again, and that kind of just like what the fuck. So I'm whatever they had, criticism. Um, you know they only had two matches, the... right? This this okay. this would be yeah, the third match, and they didn't the... even really have a um whole match. Yeah, Undertaker came out there and low blowed him, low blowed him oh, right. uh, when they had the rematch. Yep. And it wasn't even like three minutes into the match. He got low. Yeah, he was about to get. He, he, he took it, like three at five. Was about to get eight to fuck alive, and then Undertaker saved him. That was more. That was a match. Uh huh. Yeah. So that's why I was wondering because I I got something that I want to put up with you guys and see what y'all think. I think okay. most majority of wrestling fans today uh, uh, uh are like um. <coughs> They like pigeons. And what what's the bird that speak um, that um, copy everything that you say? Oh, parrot. Parrot, yeah. Nobody really had no real opinion. And they you everything that they say, you can go on the dirt sheet or you can go to a Reddit post and you can read word for word what they saying and they putting off as their opinion. And nobody have opinion because I hear people say that, Oh, I'm already tired of self versus rock. But they only had one real match that was at WrestleMania, and yeah. Roman and Brock had seven matches in three years. They had seven matches. I'm talking about. But I still think he can be tired. Fifteen-minute matches. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, hearing that, yeah, yeah I know, they've only had two official matches. It's like, yeah, but still, I'm still tired of it. That doesn't mean that doesn't make me less and tired. Then, of it. Yeah, I understand that, but I was just saying, I just hear people say that, and they say that because they hear a narrative of it, and then they put it in their head that they want it. Because if you ask them why are you tired, they they couldn't they wouldn't tell you. Oh, well, they had five matches. They couldn't tell you that. 
they was like, well, I'm just tired of it. Uh, I'm just this. They couldn't explain to you why. Like, you ask somebody, okay, why do you like this guy over here Then you don't like him over here? Why do you like wrestler A in place B and you don't like him over here in place A? And the only thing they can say, they never tell you why they don't like him over there. Is that like for Moxley? And A. Like Moxley example? Uh, 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 yeah, no, I'm, I'm talking about like AEW WWE. Yeah, just break down. I tell you why they like stuff over here and don't like stuff over there. Uh, attitude. Why people say they wanted things to go back to the attitude era and stuff like that. But if I'm if I'm not mistaken, attitude era. You had the Rock versus Stone Cold headline. What three WrestleManias in a row? Or at least two. And they interviewed uh, no. it. No, like no, no. Since 15, 16, 17, 19. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of those matches were replayed in, sure. in the well, Attitude Rocket Up. That y'all said it's the best. Come on. Come on. Let's fucking rock it up. <laughs> yeah, but even, even some of the two of the, was, um, those are two of the greatest WrestleMania matches ever. Since uh, 17 and 19. Come on. Well, that's not a good example. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, minute, what people did I say What's the, the reason why they don't like this ever. stuff is because it's replayed. Not because oh, of the reason real. why. Uh-huh. Well, they, what did I, I dismiss? Uh, no, he's he, uh, Darrell saying uh, uh, what the fuck? <laughs> Austin and Rock headline a bunch of WrestleManias in a row. And I'm like, no, um, 15, 17, yeah, they, 19. I mean, they did 15, 15 17, 19, and then yeah, like together they go. did 15, 17, 19. Right, and then two of those Three matches are two of the greatest WrestleMania matches ever. Oh, I think that, um, yeah, I think everybody will tell you that 17 is, like, the best match on the best WrestleMania. Team's mm-hmm. um, my favorite, and I think the match at 19 is amazing because it was literally, like, the end of both of their full-time careers. Mm-hmm. And, and then you take in the, um, the backstory with Austin, what he was going through. And like, Whoa, how did they get through that? How did he get through that? So, yeah, so I think that's that's example. Example. my I whole think thing that's was. That's an example, because those are, it's Rock and Austin, and they had some of the greatest, most memorable ma- matches. Yeah, what was, what was, the, what was the, the key point there? The comparison was but Seth Rollins The key Rollins point, the key point wasn't the, them having the matches. The key point was, I, I was saying, most wrestling fans, when they bring, when they say they don't like, like they just talk about Brock and um and Seth Rollins, who they say they tired of the match. That's why I ask, what do you think people tired of the match? Do you think they tired of it because it's too many matches, or because of a match? Well, you know, I, I don't think that. Who who is it a good example of? You know how, like. Travis, like, I love Bret Hart. Like, I love Bret Hart. Mm-hmm. And I think that when you look at all of the, uh, you want somebody to check off all the boxes, um, I think Bret Hart does that. Um, and then Steve will tell us, you know, Bret Hart was all right, but he wasn't all that. And you can't really refute it because I can say, oh, Bret Hart's great at this, 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 and this. 
but I can also acknowledge that Bret Hart doesn't have the thing that Shawn Michaels has. Mm-hmm. I think that's the thing with Seth Rollins. Like, I think people really like Seth Rollins, but I think that the extra that other main eventers have, even like the John Cena, I don't know if Seth has that. Um, because I can't point to like a bad Seth Rollins match or a, or a bad a match that he's bad in, but like maybe he's just really good and not great. You know, he's not AJ. Um, for a bunch of reasons to me, he's not Kofi. And so I think Darrell with that, with the fact that you know what, if it's not Brock Lesnar, who is Seth Rollins' rival? Well, you know, uh, you, it should be, it should be wrong. It should have been Roman because um, there should have been heel for longer. Yeah, it should be him, but it's not. And I think that maybe the issue with Seth Rollins is he doesn't really have a contemporary that he wasn't buddy buddy with for years. You know, like I got you, but I, I, I don't know I like how you explain without Shawn Michaels. Um, well, Jordan, I like how they pay me all the money to talk wrestling. Yeah, that's how they pay me for this. Because, <laughs> but no, I, I think people can't point to it, and they just say, like, we don't like Rollins, and they don't do a great job of, like, of, of even having a conversation about what it is. But, again, I think he's really good, but I think that when he finally got over on Brock Lesnar, they had him feud with Baron Corbin, yeah. which gave him a chance. At the same you know, time, and, and they did the same thing concurrently with Becky Lynch after she gets out of the hot, a hot thing with yeah. Ronda Rousey. <clears throat> then she has to go yeah. carry fucking Lacey Evans for the next six damn eight weeks. Yeah. Uh, again, so your top two people on Raw for 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 May and June were, you know, coming out of really interesting things, only to get into something very much less interesting. And and no matter what, even if Seth was had that extra thing, it's like when that Cam was saying that maybe he doesn't. It's like could John Cena or could somebody who does have that thing have gotten through that and just? But none of these new rappers can talk on the mic. None of these new rappers can talk on the mic. That's what built up all those old characters. You Travis gives um, Travis gives John Cena. Whenever somebody says John Cena can't wrestle, Trav will go to him putting Kali through mm-hmm. that match. Mm-hmm. And we don't even talk about how, oh, thank God Baron Corbin was in there with Seth. You know, like, there's something different there. There is something yeah. different there. But well, that's my whole Baron point. Corbin I think people today only say that because they don't have, they don't make these opinions up themselves. My whole thing is they, you can hear people go, they'll call in with Trav and Wade, and then you will hear them say something. But it's something, if you just look two minutes before they said it, that's something that they read word for word and repeated word for word that they read on a tweet, on a Reddit. This is why Jim Yeah, they just like they just like the people who talk about um, always get money. This is why, because they'll they'll put information or they'll put thoughts out there that people can ape and think they sound intelligent aping. Like yeah, no, no doubt. Um, 
And that's 80% and, of the you know what, the real? I, I put it myself. Yeah. I think that... 80% of like, smart fans think they're smart, but they're really not. Yeah. I, I, I think, Seth, again, I think Seth Rollins is really good. I think that Seth Rollins, for the, for the first time, and I mean for the first time, I think he bombed in that, in that post-beatdown promo about how he was still going to beat Brock Lesnar. I think he absolutely bombed it. And it's not his fault, because they asked him to do something stupid, that took mm-hmm. way too long to do. Like, what, what did I say last night? Trav has said that. Trav said that last night on the um, post game show. Well, yeah, like I that last week, I was like, Seth, so we, should, we shouldn't see Seth till SummerSlam, but I bet you he's yep. going to come out on Raw with his ribs taped up and then get his ass kicked again. That's exactly what fucking happens. And then he's got to cut this. Yep. Unbelievable promo. I don't think it bombed. I just thought it was completely unbelievable. Like, fam, like you ain't doing nothing. Like you, you, you're, you're not, inside but, a fucking mush. Get the fuck out of here. Go take a seat. You should not be even. Probably shouldn't even be cleared. Be cleared for the match, let alone guaranteeing well, a win. Yeah. Okay. Look at how well they handled Kofi and Randy Orton. Um. In, in, in a storyline, we absolutely believe they hate each other and resent each other's success. Like, look how well they handled it. But you got to say that problem. Randy, by taking a two-week vacation, too, and say, telling them, fuck this, y'all ain't going to put me in a, a situation. And <laughs> the, the, uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and like, I, all, these, all these things I don't like about Randy Orton, there's a lot that I like about Randy Orton. Like, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he goes about, in, in mature age, he goes about a lot of things the right way. Like, police aside, Randy Orton Instagram. maximizes Randy Orton. But he, he does. And, and my whole thing was, because a guy brought that up to Wade and Travis that night, and his whole reasoning is, is and he wasn't the only one. If you listen back to the Monday show and people talking about Seth and, and Brock and why they don't like it, they were saying because of they done had too many matches. I'm like, hold on. But y'all supposed to be the smartest of smart fans. They only had yeah. one no, really long match in two matches. Yeah. And I was like, no, Brad made the point that he was wanting to make, but he didn't even make the point because his whole point was, hey, it's trash. Because they don't have too many matches, I'm tired of seeing it. It's like Roman and Brock. When Roman and Brock had eight 15 minute matches, <laughs> they're yeah. gonna have one, it wasn't even a 10 minute match. All classic. That's something that you don't read <laughs> off of the observer hey, uh, I, of a Reddit I'm post. On the it's off like chance that. that I do, I'm, I'm on that part of 35 trans, so on the off chance I do get cut off. Oh no, we're wrapping this bitch up right now. Okay, Brad, shut up. <laughs> so no, I'm sorry, right, man. I know y'all were talking nah, about nah, that, and watching hey, the video. Um, hey, can you still DM? Can I still DM? Um, I don't think so. I don't know, but I can DM on uh, Instagram. My, I can DM, DM my on number. Instagram. Yeah, DM me on um, Instagram. I'll let you. If you did, yeah, I'll let you on Instagram. No problem. All right. Well, yeah, I'll, 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 oh. Wait, he has something else to say. Go ahead. 
Uh, I was just saying before y'all go, man, make sure y'all rewatch this um, video with um, what they building with Adam Cole and um, and Johnny Gargano. Yeah, I no, I watched it. It's on there. Yeah. Hey, if y'all have any listeners, any listeners, watch the boys on Amazon. Eight episodes, hour long. Get to that immediately. Yeah. Keep hearing about it. I need to. I need to see if my damn Amazon sure. shit still, still connect. Uh, still a, a thing. <laughs> so, all right. Well, that's it for this week. Uh, as you heard, there will there will be no VIP this week. No VIP. So don't say we didn't tell you. Um. Yeah, so we'll be back next week, the same time, same channel. Uh, thanks, Cam, for your for your time and energy. Uh, thanks everybody for for your for your emails and your calls. And uh, yeah, you heard Darrell. Where the fuck y'all at? Y'all need to uh, make time. Call it. Oh, seriously, this is why the voicemail is a thing. <laughs> you know, like when you go, well, I, I can't call because I'm at work or I'm, you know, I got my kids, which is perfectly understandable. Oh, Cam dropped off. Which is perfectly understandable, um, but um, the voicemail is there for you to get your voice heard, and that would definitely add to the show. But yeah, for sure, we definitely need some callers. Um, I know. Again, I know. Yeah, middle right in the middle of the goddamn day, it's tough. Um, maybe that's something to think about. Oh yeah. I ain't trying to do no goddamn 9 o'clock East Coast cast. Y'all kidding me? That <laughs> live show. Because I'm thinking when, I, when, when I'm on with Wade, he's got a different audience and a bigger platform. I get that and everything. But, you know, that time when you're on after SmackDown goes off, 9 Central, it's like, uh, you know, right in there. Right in the time where people are relaxing at home and could fucking pick up a phone and or pick up their computer and, 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 and call and do something, talk about wrestling for a few minutes. So, um, but yeah, we'll figure something out. But uh, but it all it starts with you. So, give us a goddamn call. All right. Till next time.